The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Surprise! Doug Jones won. Looks like a by about a point and a half in Alabama. So the uh, left-wing Democrat actually pulled this thing out. I, I guess it was just too much, right? It was just too much for Alabama voters to uh, pull the trigger on on Roy Moore. Pretty interesting. I I'm 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 definitely surprised because the guy is uh, so left wing, so especially on abortion. I mean, up to and including partial birth abortion, and Alabamans uh, don't like that. As a rule. So I guess you yeah, a lot of people said, well, it's better than the other guy. He'll be in there for at least three years. Yeah, till twenty seventeen. They'll do the uh twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, I mean, yeah. It is twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> till twenty twenty. Uh he'll be there and then they'll do the, the next election comes up then. Mm-hmm. Uh so you got to put up with him for a while. So actually, it'll only be two years because he takes office January, right? Yeah, so 2018, uh, 2019, so 2018, and 2020. 20, and then all of, yeah, and it, I guess it does work out to three years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, which is almost, a, uh, it's like a full gubernatorial term, almost. But not quite. But in the Senate. But in the Senate. <laughs> right. So, uh, I, you know, here's what Roy Moore said after the election results. He's not quite giving up here. I I really want to thank you for coming tonight and realize when the vote is this close that it's not over. And we've still got to go by the rules about this recount provision, and the Secretary of State has explained it to us, and we're expecting that the press will go up there and talk to them to find out what the situation is. But we also know that God is always in control. You know, part of the thing, part of problem with this campaign is we've been painted in an unfavorable and unfaithful light. We've been put in a hole, if you will, and it reminds me of a passage in Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. That's what we've got to do. And he inclined to me and heard my cry and brought us up also out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay, and set my feet on a rock and established my goings and put a new song in our mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and hear it and shall be moved by that, if you will. And that's what we've got to do is wait on God and let this process play out. I know it's late. We can't wait and have everybody wait till after 11 o'clock. Uh, but the votes are still coming in and we're looking at that. May God bless you. As you go on, may he give you a safe journey, and thank you for coming tonight. It's not over, and it's going to take some time. Hmm. So it's not over. It's going to take some time. Wait on God. Essentially, the uh, the message there from Roy Moore, uh, because he's always in control. And he, yeah, in an, in an overall way, I believe that. But he's he's not a puppeteer. We have our agency. 
we can do uh, things that he doesn't want us to do, right? And we do that all the time. I mean, that doesn't thwart his plan. And he knows what's going to happen anyway. But, uh, you know, it's not necessarily that he is going to direct people to vote for Roy Moore. Or Doug Jones, for that matter. I mean, if you pray, you can get inspiration. But it's up to us. I mean, if he controlled everything we did, it wouldn't matter what we did. Because he just... He'd move us around like chess pieces. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing to say. And, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. Uh, I, he's, he's, he lost the election. Hmm? And the fact that he hasn't conceded yet doesn't change that fact. He lost the election. Yeah, but the polls only closed 16 hours ago. Pat. Right, right, right. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he still has not conceded. I just checked. Still yeah, nothing. he's he's still he's still not uh, not saying he lost this thing. Uh, pretty interesting uh, day yesterday because his spokesperson was was out on uh, uh, Jake Tapper's show talking about the election, and this guy shouldn't be anybody's spokesperson. He is the worst spokesperson I've ever seen. Uh, here's. What he said when Roy Moore was questioning Does he him. Does think that homosexual conduct should be illegal? It's a, it's a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Probably. He probably <laughs> thinks homosexual conduct should be illegal. And Probably. If you don't know the answer to that, you can't hazard a guess on behalf of your candidate. Especially not one that says homosexuality should be illegal. I mean, whether you think it's wrong or not. Is one thing. Whether you think it's illegal or not is another. Wow, is that a bad answer? <laughs> Probably. So it goes on. What would the punishment yeah. be for a man having sexual relations with another man or a woman having sexual <sighs> relations with another woman? What should the punishment be? Uh, it's just a sin. Okay. Oh, I understand okay. what they tell is. you in church or what they tell you in synagogue or what they tell you in a mosque. That's what I'm my not Bible talking, tells I'm not talking, me. I'm not talking the about the Old Testament and the New Testament. Well, I mean, That's there, what this is about. There are you, all sorts you people of, want to take the whole two or three thousand years of our history and y'all just want to throw it out the window as if you're just going to make your own rules, your own man-made rules, and do whatever you want and, uh, and sin. And that's part of the problem we've got in Washington, D.C. today, Jake. What? we got too many people winging it up there. They're fooling with women they shouldn't be fooling with. They ought to love their wives. Roy Moore loves his wife. Kayla loves him. It's clear on television. You can mm-hmm. tell that. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. that, that's the problem in this country. We need, we need to uh, get back to moral law. Wow. Okay. Judge Moore has also said uh, that he doesn't think uh, a Muslim member of Congress should be allowed to be in Congress. Why? Uh, under what, but, under what provision of the Constitution? Because you have to swear on the Bible... You, when you you when you are before, uh-huh. I had to do it. I'm an elected official, three terms. I had to swear on a Bible. This guy's bad. You have to swear on a Bible to be an elected mm-hmm. official in the, in the United States of America. He alleges that a Muslim cannot do that ethically, swearing on the Bible. You don't actually have to swear on a Christian Bible. You can swear on anything, really. I don't know if you knew that. You can swear on a Jewish Bible. Oh, no. You can swear I swore on, a, on the Bible. Can, I've done can, it three times. I'm sure Jay. you have. I'm sure you've picked a Bible, but the law is not that you have to swear on a Christian Bible. That is not the law. <laughs> and then he just stares for nine seconds. 
He just sits there looking at him. Uh, okay, I'm dumbfounded. I, you, you got me on that. I didn't know that. So the deer in headlights look <laughs> not yeah. a good response? Not a good response. Okay. I mean, if you saw that right before you went out to vote, <laughs> uh, I hazard a guess that maybe you voted for the other guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty bad stuff. Uh, really sad. And, and I, you know, I think Roy Moore was having a hard time getting good people to, uh, to speak for him because his campaign had been so tainted that nobody wanted to be tainted with that campaign. And, uh, now here he is on the outside looking in triple eight, 933 93 Steve in Missouri. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you screener, I don't have internet access. And I'd like mm-hmm. to know when it changed that um, the state legislatures used to pick the senators instead of us mm-hmm. voting on. Yeah, they did. And I'd like to know when that changed. Now, I think we need to go back to it. It changed. Get a lot of this dirty politics out of the way. Yeah, changed in 1913. Uh, 1913. So, yeah, about a, 105 years ago it changed. Uh, yeah. So, Why did they change it? Why did they? Because yeah. uh, progressives were in power at the time, and uh, they wanted direct vote of, of U.S. senators, like you said. So, um, you know, corruption can enter into these campaigns. Uh, because it was set up, appreciate the call, Steve, it was set up by the founders that the people elect their state legislators, and then the state legislators elect the senator, the U.S. senator from that state. Uh, and that's the way it went for the first, you know, 140 years of this country. Right. The founders saw the people as having their voice through Congress, right. through the House, yep, and the state legislatures, who are also, you know, the voice of the people. Exactly. Yes. Um, it's, it's a republic. We're not a democracy. That's why, you know, I keep trying to emphasize that. This is not a democracy. We're not mob rule here. We're not about the popular vote. And even in the, in the vote for uh, President of the United States, the popular vote is just... For fun, really. I mean, it's it's to it's to give us a shot at having a say in it, and we do. But it's the electoral college that actually picks the president, as we've seen. So we're going to um, talk about that coming we're gonna, up. We're going to talk about that in about an hour mm-hmm. uh, with a guest who wrote a couple of books about this. Yeah, electoral college. You know, it'll be interesting to see what she has it's to say. More and more under attack these days, and you got to know how to defend its existence. Last year, after the election, that's the first thing they started in on was we've got to change the electoral college. That's got to go away. No, uh, no, that can't go away. It's a critical part of the way this republic is set up. Matt in Minnesota, welcome to the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. It's your favorite uh, gay liberal of the Pat Gray Unleashed. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm just curious. I I get that pro-life people are against Doug Jones, as they should be. Mm-hmm. I, even as a pro-choice person, am against partial birth abortion. But my question to conservatives is, why does Donald Trump get a pass on once being for partial birth abortion, uh-huh. but you can rail against Doug Jones. That's just something to think about. I know you have been consistent on that issue. Yeah. And you criticized Donald Trump for that. I did. Mm Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just accepted it because they've accepted that his viewpoint on that changed. Uh, And I, you know, I had my doubts, but a lot of people just bought into it that, yeah, he he changed his mind on that. And so he's fine now because he believes it now. And then two other quick things, and I'll mm-hmm. wrap it up here. 
Okay. One, uh, last time I was on here, I talked about how you've changed my mind on some things. Okay. Uh, I would say the most important thing you've changed my mind on is uh, Jeffy. <laughs> I once was empathetic to Jeffy, and I didn't understand why you made fun of him. But listening to him, uh, he is just immoral right. and uh, fatty, fat, fat, and can barely rub two sentences together. And I say, by all means, make fun of him. Uh, I, I get it now. All right. I'm, and then, I'm glad. And then thirdly, mm-hmm. uh, you and Keith are homophobic. Homophobic? And as a... Okay. And as a gay liberal, I cannot uh, stand this. And this is why you're homophobic. <laughs> okay. Every year to mess with uh, straight people, we have a gay committee, mm-hmm. and we add a letter to the LGBT alphabet. <laughs> we just make up a new sexuality yeah. and, uh, and add mess it. with you guys. Right. So okay. I thought I knew all the letters. Uh-huh. Though you and Keith did the whole, like, 15-letter alphabet the other week. Right. And you guys knew more letters than I did. You taught me something about (laughs) my own community. About your own community. Now, I I was not at the gay committee meeting this year, Mm -hmm. but apparently you and Keith were. And (laughs) and the fact that you guys taught me something about all those letters, Mm -hmm. that's homophobic Mm -hmm. and wrong. And I will not stand for it, sir. I will not stand for it. All right. Well, you're welcome. with yep. that, Merry Christmas, you and too. I'll see you guys next year. Okay, thanks, uh, Matt. Appreciate it. And, and while we're grateful for for Matt listening and, and uh-huh. you know dubbing himself your favorite uh, gay liberal, mm-hmm. um, that would not be correct. I believe that title is going to be forever. Uh, Riaz Patel's. Riaz Patel's. Well, I mean, Riaz hasn't been liberal? around in a while, so yeah, but he's uh, slipping just a little bit. Okay, but you know, since you're on the Twitter so much that mm-hmm. he loves you, and he um, recently took sides in a spat between you and I. He took did he? your side. Did, as you, Riaz did. Uh, of course, you, yeah. you know this. Uh, of course, because you're I'm on, on Twitter, Twitter all the time, and you see when he tags you. Right. That, That's right. Um, so last week when yes. you um, uh, sexually harassed me during the program. Uh, Riaz took your side instantly, <laughs> but you know this because you're always on Twitter. Of course, at Pat Unleashed. Of course, that's right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you're with your house sealed up for winter, uh, there could be a lot of stuff floating around in your house, like mold and pet dander and pollen and all that kind of stuff. And then when you kick on your your uh, your furnace, if your filter hasn't been changed in a while, it just circulates all that stuff around and all that bad air in your home, and you breathe it. For the whole winter. There's a great solution. It's called filterby.com. You go there. You search uh, by size, by the brand name or by the Merv rating. And find it. And they'll ship it to you within 24 hours. And they don't add anything to the cost for the shipping. Shipping is free. All the filters are made right here in the United States. So they're high quality filters. And you have them right away. And if you set up auto delivery, you'll save 5% on that. And then you never have to worry about when it's time to change your air, air filters again because they just show up at your doorstep. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters made right here in the USA. Shipped free within 24 hours. It's filterby.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network.
Beth Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Big loss last night from Roy Moore. Unexpected, at least for me. I had, uh, I predicted that he'd win by by that Roy Moore would win by five points. But how could you predict that? I mean, seriously, this was the most ridiculous. You can't predict anything in politics. I've given up on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not making any more predictions. Th- that's two if things. If I'm asked again, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who's going to yeah, win. What two, do I know? Two things I don't uh, bet on. That's politics and the Atlanta Falcons. I was wrong about Trump. I was wrong about Moore. I, I you know, I was wrong about Mitt Romney winning in 2012. Uh, I'm getting a little, little irritated now. So I'm just going to stop making predictions politically. Uh, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when you've got people making comments like Roy Moore's spokesman yesterday, Ted Crockett. <laughs> I mean, if... Uh, the only thing he didn't say was that Roy Moore believes in in stoning women who have committed adultery in the public square. That's just because he wasn't asked. Uh, and that's the only reason. <laughs> he wasn't asked. <laughs> uh, Ted, should should there be stonings in the public square of women who have committed a- adultery? Well, of course, Jake. You can't allow no sluts to live long enough to be sluts again. If it was good enough for Deuteronomy. It's good enough for me now. There you go. Should the Crusades be fired up again, Ted? Well, Jake, that's the first piece of legislation old Roy Moore is go- is fixing to introduce. Huh. We're going to start up them them Crusades again. We're going to drive them Muslims out. So, as the spokesman <laughs> for Roy Moore, who do you think he's going to get to co-sponsor that bill with him, sir? Well, I think any good Christian will co-sponsor that bill with him, Jake. If, if they don't, they should be drummed out of office. They should be impeached. Right. Just good old Bible principles, Jake. What's his name again? Uh, Ted Crockett. Ted Crockett, thanks so much for joining us. So, great. yeah, if you saw that right before you went out to vote, that uh-huh. could have <laughs> could have swayed you right there. Oh, gosh. Could have swayed you. And as we talked about on, on Glenn's show a few minutes ago, uh, it that was only one of about four or five really bad snafus by his spokespeople. Uh, they should not have appeared on television. They shouldn't have been out there talking for this guy because they didn't know what they were doing. They were really, really terrible at dealing with the media. I mean, really terrible at it. So Doug Jones won. Uh, here's a little bit of his acceptance speech uh, thanking the various communities responsible for electing him. You know, I keep hearing about the different uh, uh, communities in this state, the African-American community. Thank you. my, My friends, my friends in the Latino community. Thank you. To all my Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. To everybody who likes to kill babies, thank you! Thank you for voting for me! Yeah, all the all the people who like to who, who like to snip them with scissors just as they're coming out of the womb and then vacuum their brains out, thank you! Which is the process of partial birth abortion, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's it's despicable. I I, I just uh, this guy in office, another person who is this radical, is is not good. But, you know, I guess Alabamans thought the alternative was even worse. And if you bought into the fact that he was a predator of young girls, 
uh, yeah, you, you, you can't vote for him, right? And he, he made a mistake himself toward the end of the campaign by changing his story completely. First, he said that he, he knew them. Some of them were friends. Their parents were friends. By the end of the campaign, he was saying he'd never heard of any of them. Okay, well, which, which is it then? So now they get to work. They, they took care of Roy Moore. Now the Democrats go to work full-fledged on Donald Trump. And uh, leading that, leading that uh, effort right now is Kirsten Gillibrand from New York. Uh, she's calling for Trump to, to resign uh, after listening to the three women who came out and spoke out against him this week. Here's what she had to say. Well, President Trump should resign. Uh, these allegations are credible. They are numerous. Uh, I've heard these women's testimony, and many of them are heartbreaking. And President Trump should resign his position. Uh, whether he will ever hold himself accountable is something you know, you really can't hold your breath for. And so Congress should have hearings. They should do their investigation. They should have uh, appropriate investigations of his behavior and hold him accountable. Hmm. Okay. Uh, she uh, continued to call for his resignation and said that his accusers need to be need to be believed and heard. They should be believed and they should be investigated as a consequence. Hmm. And so I think President Trump should be held accountable. And that's why uh, I think these women are coming forward because they want that accountability. They see CEOs being fired on the spot uh, for this kind of behavior and worse. And President Trump has committed assault, according to these women. And those are very credible allegations of misconduct and criminal activity. And he should be fully investigated and he should resign. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, they need to be believed. No, they don't. No, they don't. Taken seriously, yes. <clears throat> That's one thing. Listening to them is one thing. And taking it seriously and looking into it. But they have no right to be believed. The accuser has a right to be assumed innocent until they prove otherwise. And, and that text that he sent out that she claims was sexist and demeaning and all of that and, and accusing her of being a, a slut, slut shaming. In fact... Uh, somebody actually called it slut shaming. Yeah, Senator Warren did. Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. and all he said was, uh, "She's a second-rate senator that was in my office begging for money all the time, and she'd do anything for money." Mm-hmm. Now, if you're making something sexual out of that, that's not Trump's problem. That's no. yours. That's yours because he didn't say anything sexual there. No, and I don't think anybody with a reasonable mind interpreted it that way. Uh, but. How do you like this? Gillibrand saying um, he needs to resign mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. and he should be investigated. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you, you think we should finish the investigation? You want to find out to see if it's true first or you just want to... She do- doesn't. No. Clearly, she doesn't. She doesn't. And that's so un-American. Uh, here's what uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, said yesterday about Senator Gillibrand. The president said today that Senator Gillibrand would do anything for campaign contributions. Many, many people see this as a sexual innuendo. What is the president suggesting? Uh, I think that the president is very obvious. Uh, This is the same sentiment that the president has expressed many times before when he has exposed the corruption of the entire political system. In fact, he's used uh, similar terminology many times when talking about politicians of both parties, both men and women, uh, and certainly in his campaign to drain the swamp. The system is clearly broken. It's clearly rigged for special interest. And this president is someone that can't be bought. And it's one of the reasons that he's president today. 
And that's true. And, you know, I, I hate being put in the position all the time of defending a guy I'm not even a fan of. Mm-hmm. And yet, you have to because they are so ludicrous on the other side of this that it puts you in that position. He said nothing sexual at all about Kristen Gillibrand. It's, it's, it's insanity what's happening here. Stop it. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Let's finish up with the uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders inquiry yesterday. The press is all excited about the tweet that was that was sent out about uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, and it, it wasn't sexist. It wasn't uh, a remark about sex in any way. He he didn't slut shame her. He he wasn't making a sexist remark. Just silly. But they kept after her, and uh, here's how that wrapped up. You're saying that this quote. Senator Gillibrand would do anything is a reference to campaign contributions in Washington, the swamp. This has nothing to do with her being a female. Right. What is he alleging would happen behind closed doors with her? Uh, He's not alleging anything. He's talking about the way that our system functions as it is, that politicians uh, repeatedly beg for money. That's not something new. And that comment, frankly, isn't something new. If you look back at past comments that this president has made, uh, he's used that same terminology many times uh, in reference to men. There's no way uh, that this is sexist at all. This is simply talking about a system that we have that is broken in which special interests control our government and and I don't think that there's probably uh, many people that are more controlled by political contributions than the senator that the president referenced. <laughs> and by the way, as she says that, that he said this about men many times, let's think back to the campaign. Uh, think back to when there were 16 or 17 people running for president in the Republican Party. How many times did he talk about how some of these guys were just in his office begging like dogs for money from him? Can you find those, Keith? Find, I know he said it about either Ted Cruz or or Marco Rubio. He has he's a Rand Paul. He said it about these guys many times. They were begging for money in my office like dogs. And I specifically remember him talking about uh, meeting Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham begged for money in his well, office and, like and a he, dog. He gave him his cell number, and that's when later on it came back to bite Lindsey Graham <laughs> yep. when when he Trump gave it out. Uh, this whole number on national TV. Remember that? Guy's unbelievable. Ugh. I mean, he's seriously. I mean, is he guilty of being completely immature and unpresidential? Well, yes. Absolutely. Yes. But that was not in any way, shape, or form a sexist no, tweet. No, because he has, in fact, said that uh, about men multiple times. And these you know, these reporters know it. They've seen the same things we've seen. They know the same things we know. They're they're just trying desperately to do the work of the Democrat Party right now. And I, I don't know why they're doing it. I don't, I don't know why these Democrats are so intent on getting him out of office. If they impeach him, then it brings us Mike Pence, President of the United States. 
Mike Pence is an actual conservative. Mike Pence will not share a lot of the policies that Democrats do like Donald Trump does. I, I, I don't even understand what they're trying to do here because they would not like the result if this guy is drummed out of office. They wouldn't like it. Why do they keep doing it? And the economy is threatening to be one of the longest running uh, upsurging economies ever. U.S. presidents who have made the longest, the largest long-run contributions to the global income have been ranked now. And it looks like uh, at number five, Ulysses S. Grant was the, was the fifth largest long-running contribution to the global economy. Ulysses at Grant's policies were to his own that, pocket, I guess. Right? Well, well, well that's, not his pocket, but the the buddies of his and his administration is that he was absolutely corrupt, mm-hmm. absolutely corrupt. Number four, Ronald Reagan, hmm. which, if you remember the eighties, yeah, uh, the eighties were phenomenal. And th- these are presidents. Somebody tweeted out: these are presidents <laughs> who have uh, contributed the most to the world economy during their tenures in office. Right. Okay. Number three, Harry Truman. Hmm. That kind of surprises me. Truman, of course, that was right after World War II. Uh, the Marshall Plan. The Marshall Plan, the economic boom in manufacturing mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. We were able to turn that uh, military war machine into a manufacturing machine. A global force for good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think that's the U.S. Navy now, right? I think They're so. They're a global force for good. They yes, just, just go around giving uh, daisies to people now. <laughs> uh, at number two... Mm. Thomas Jefferson, that's the second best contributor to uh, the global economy. Thomas Jefferson. I would never have guessed that. I mean, that doesn't seem... Because that was right at the beginning of this republic. Yeah, and he shut down the ports, uh, you know, didn't want to trade with... uh, That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know the metrics on this thing. I don't either. Uh, James K. Polk, number one. Who? James K-Polk, so don't even start. I already looked for the jingle. I don't even have it. Oh, well, I didn't know you didn't it's, have it. It's long it. gone now. Oh, no. It's got to live no, somewhere. No, it's, it's long gone. There's no way to play it now. What do you mean there's no way to play so it? So we can't do the James K-Polk Tuesday jingle. It's the magic of the internet. I bet I could find it if you really... Are you saying you, can, can in a roundabout way you don't want me to look for it? Uh, kind of, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh So this is interesting. In four short years, mm. they say James K-Polk met every goal... Of course, he did. He also um, won the war with Mexico, not by himself. Of course, he sent the U.S. Army to to, to uh, do that. So we took back the entire Southwest from Mexico, uh, made sure the tariffs fell, and forced the English into selling Oregon. So a very successful uh, president economically, hmm. and he only served for four years. Right? He didn't have an eight-year term right. or two terms. We need Grover so, Cleveland Wednesdays, I believe, is what we need on this program. You're a big Grover Cleveland fan. Absolutely. What an honest man. Sure was. In fact, uh-huh. in fact. In fact. I, oh, let's put it this way. I'm reading a children's book on Grover Cleveland to my youngest right now. You, oh, what, what a dork you are. What an so what? absolute geek. Absolutely. <laughs> the next to last electri- electable Democrat. And JFK being the last. Okay. But, uh, but Grover Cleveland. Uh-huh. Uh, he actually, on occasion, would answer the White House phone. So you would call. There was a phone the during White House. Grover Cleveland time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Kind of surprises. And me. so he would answer it, and so you could talk directly to by the himself. By himself. That's interesting. That's awesome. That's interesting. Love that guy. Um, 
So I, I could load you up with Garfield with uh, with Grover Cleveland facts. Uh, no, thank you. Till the end of time. I know you could, and I'm just wondering why. Because why he was could awesome. you do that? Why? Why? What prompted you to study Grover Cleveland? I um, there was a time actually when I wanted to read a book about every president, mm. and so I read a book on Coolidge. I read a book on Cleveland. I think this uh, happened after um, you know Glenn uh, really got us into you know reading the real George Washington, okay, the real Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So then I read those two more modern guys. That happened after I got Glenn into reading the real George Washington and Look the real that. Thomas Jefferson. See this? See this? <laughs> wow. uh, so anyhow, uh, and that happened after my wife got me into reading those books. And that happened after her brother got her into reading those books. Who got him to read? So them? that's where it all began. Now let's let's trace this back. Who I, got him? You know, I don't know. I bet that's, I where, bet if, that's where the uh, that's where the branch ends because I don't know who now, it was. Now we're going to trace this back, <laughs> and we're going to find out that Kevin Bacon is actually a presidential <laughs> it was, historian. It was Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you got it. Right after he did foot, Footloose, uh, he turned my brother-in-law on to the real George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Ben Franklin. Those are phenomenal books, by the way. They are. That should still be read by everybody today. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. As well as the 5,000-year leap, which yes. we've talked about many, many times. All of those required reading mm-hmm. for the Malinac children. Have they all read them mm-hmm. by now? Yeah. No, not the... Uh, not the youngest. No. no yeah. Not the youngest. That's great, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, all of this resulted in us discovering... Maybe the greatest president of all time, eh, probably second, Calvin Coolidge. Guy was awesome. Uh, yeah, but Guy why is he awesome. so underrated in your world? Who's number one? Uh, George Washington, father of the country. The guy who kept everything together, and without him, nothing would have been kept together. Didn't keep his cabinet together. What? No, but still. <clears throat> okay. And part of his cabinet, you know, uh, uh, went out and did a, uh, had a duel with the vice president, the eventual vice president of the United States, and, and died, Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Strange times. Those were fascinating times. Anyway, those are just some of the things you can you can find out about when you read the history. And, and that's what our kids aren't doing. They're just not learning this stuff. And so they're left at the mercy of these progressives who are, you know, sending them every which way in school. They're filling their minds full of progressive comment, uh, concepts. Like income inequality, like the fact that if somebody takes more than I have, that leaves less for me. That's not how our system works at all. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, right now, there is a, uh, a regent at the University of Oklahoma who is really under fire for some comments he made. And he knew that, that these comments were going to make people bad be- or, or mad because he referenced it before he said it. which, you know, kind of tells you a little something about his judgment. Uh, But the former Oklahoma City mayor and current member of the U of O Board of Regents uh, said, is is homosexuality right or wrong? It's not relative. There's a right and a wrong. If it's okay, then it's okay for everybody. And quite frankly, it's okay for men to sleep with little boys. Now, you can't conflate homosexuality with sleeping with little boys, even though there are homosexuals, obviously, Kevin Spacey, who have done it. But there are also heterosexuals who've done the same thing with little girls. So, you know, you just can't make a comment like that. The backlash, of course, was swift and severe. And the president at OU, David Boren, released a statement separating himself and the university from those comments. He said, I don't share his views on this matter. 
And then, of course, multiple LGBTQIA plus organizations condemned Humphreys, called for him to resign, said it was disheartening and dangerous for LGBTQ youth. So he did apologize for saying he didn't mean to he didn't mean to equate homosexuality with pedophilia. He didn't, however, the article states, back off his belief that homosexuality is wrong. Does he have to? Here's something we're going to have to decide in the United States of America. Is it okay to have a differing point of view from the mainstream of society now? Is it okay to have a, a point of view that's not politically correct? Because I thought it was. I thought this is America and you have a right to believe what you, what you believe. And especially if it's a religious-based belief. It's unbelievable. He, he didn't back off his belief that homosexuality is wrong. What, are, what are we, are we going to start imprisoning people who believe homosexuality is wrong? Are we going to take Bibles out of churches? Are we going to stop people from preaching? Because in Canada, they're doing that. And we're headed in the same direction. Humphrey says, that was not my intention or desire. I apologize for my lack of clarity. And I realize this has resulted in a strong reaction by some and has hurt people's feelings. For clarification, my moral stance about homosexuality is that it's against the teachings of Scripture. Now, that's a problem for some people. Well, tough. I thought we were a diverse, inclusive society. I thought we, we were okay with other people having other points of view. He said, I, although I know that upsets some people, it is my belief. In America, we have the right to believe as we choose and to freely express that belief. It, not so much, I think we're finding. I think we're finding that's not, that's not exactly accurate, is it? I think we're finding that if you share that openly, you express it openly, uh, you're going to be without employment. 888 You know, we've got um, this big David and Goliath story going on right now with the big cell phone companies, and then there's Patriot Mobile. Now, all of the big Patriot, all of the big uh, mo- mobile phone companies, they're on board with the leftist agenda, and they're helping to fund it. Some to the tune of 80 to $100 million worth of money going to organizations like Planned Parenthood, going to uh, Michael Bloomberg's groups that oppose the Second Amendment. The only one out there, the only conservative cell phone company in the fight is Patriot Mobile. They're the only one. They, they are not pouring millions of dollars into the left causes like the big mobile companies. Instead, they're donating to causes in which you believe. So up to 5% of your monthly bill goes to an organization that supports life, that is pro-life, or an organization like FreedomWorks or the NRA. And Patriot Mobile is doing something really special for the Christmas season. If you join Patriot Mobile now on any of their talk, text, and data plans, all this month, you can receive a new iPhone 5S for just one penny a month. You have to commit to supporting them for 24 months, but you'll get the iPhone 5S for a penny a month, up to two per customer. Call them right now at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or visit PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. Pat Gray. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. Tuesday. There you go. A little thrill for uh, fans of the Pat and Stu James K. Polk Tuesday thing that dur- we used to do. Wait a minute. But during the break, didn't I see you strumming the guitar there and uh, coming up with a uh, no, you did not. Grover Cleveland Wednesday no, you did uh, not. tune? No. Because, I mean, we already have a, a good uh, Grover Cleveland fact if you want to just kind of inaugurate the day. It's so special. All right. Now, we were talking about James K. Polk because he was the number one U.S. president who contributed the largest, longest to the world economy. The longest and largest period of growth in the world economy came during James K. Polk's presidency, during and after. So uh, that's what got us. Started talking about that. And then Keith is always singing the praises of Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Who doesn't? uh, Whose first real name was Stephen. Yeah. Not Grover. Well, you said he was honest. Oh, here we go. He lied about his very name. I mean, if you can't believe the guy on his name, everything else he says in his life is suspect. <laughs> check, check this out, man. Uh, there's a, uh, I can't find the context for this yet, and I just happened to learn it last night reading this book to my daughter. Uh, he met, when Grover Cleveland was president, he met a young Franklin Roosevelt. Okay? A little boy mm-hmm. Roosevelt, right? And he told him, Franklin, I hope... You do not become president someday. He did? Now, again, I don't know the Why? context, so I don't know if he's saying because, I mean, you're going to grow the size of government and uh, you're terrible, uh-huh. or if he meant just like, boy, this job sucks, you don't want to be president. But he told FDR as a lad, Interesting. hope you don't become president. That's interesting. 888 we were talking about the Democrats' effort to get uh, Trump out, and, and what I don't understand about that is the if he is impeached or if he resigned from office that brings in you know mike pence who to them would be worse to me you know better but to them worse got a call from dan in michigan says dems don't want trump out they're using him as a fundraiser for their side and that that is true but the result of what they're doing could be that he's out Uh, you've got what 56 democrats who are saying he should be impeached now so they might want to rethink their entire strategy here. But they can't, and they won't, because they hate him so much. I mean, I've, I've never seen hatred like this. For They used to accuse us of hatred over Barack Obama. The hatred they have for Donald Trump far exceeds anything I ever saw during the Obama administration. The hate they had for George W. Bush doesn't even come, come close to this Donald Trump thing. It's so bad that the USA Today editorial team published a huge anti-Trump opinion yesterday. Uh, he said, in fact, they they keep perpetuating this lie that he implied something sexual to Kristen Gillibrand. Gillibrand. Uh, he did not. But they said with his latest tweet, clearly implying, not, it's not clearly, but that's what they say, clearly implying a United States senator would trade sexual favors for campaign cash. President Trump has shown he's not fit for office. Rock bottom is no impediment for a man 
and a president who can always find room for a new low. White House spokesman Sarah Huckabee Sanders dismissed the president's smear as a misunderstanding. He was he's used similar language on men. Of course, words used about men and women are different. When candidate Trump said a journalist was bleeding from her wherever, he didn't mean her nose. I agree with that part. Uh, and as is the case with all of Trump's digital provocations, the president's words were deliberate. He pours gasoline, pours the gasoline of sexist language and lights the match gleefully, knowing how it will burst into a flame in a country reeling from the Me Too movement. Uh, they're so bad here in this article, USA Today, that they claim that Trump isn't qualified to clean Obama's toilets in his presidential library. I mean, that's just that's just despicable. And the things that they cite that should drum him out of office, his enthusiastic support for Roy Moore, uh, he's apparently going for some record of lying in office. Yeah, you, you weren't paying attention during Barack Obama's time. That man lied more than anybody I've ever seen. Continue, in fact, I don't know that he ever told the truth about anything. As of mid-November, he had made 1,628 misleading or false statements in 298 days in office. That's five and a half false claims per day, according to the Washington Post. Trump takes advantage of any occasion, even Monday's failed terrorist attack, to stir racial, religious, or ethnic strife. Wow. A man who clearly wants to put his stamp on the government, Trump hasn't even done his job when it comes to filling key government positions that require Senate confirmation. As of last week, Trump had failed to nominate anyone for 60% of 1,200 key positions he can fill. You know, I don't know that keeping the government a little bit smaller is a bad thing. (laughs) Trump has shown contempt for ethical strictures that have bound every president in recent memory. He's refused to release his tax returns with the absurd excuse that it's because he's under audit. He has refused to put his multi-billion dollar business interests in a blind trust and peddles the fiction that putting them in the hands of his son does the same thing. Not to mention calling white supremacists very fine people. <laughs> it's, just, it's their spin on everything. Uh, that's kind of despicable. He didn't necessarily, he wasn't singling out the white supremacists as very fine people. He was saying that in Charlotte that day, some of them were very fine people. Some on the other side were not good people. Some, some of them were violent. It's agonizing to see how these things are twisted and contorted. 888 We are down to uh, our last two and a half, two and a half shows before uh, Christmas. We we're taking next week off. And as a matter of fact, the week after that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back on January 2nd. Mm-hmm. So it might be a fun time to start talking about... Uh, you know, we had a, a, a Christmas party the other night where uh, there were some interesting occurrences, <laughs> such as our owner CEO talking about human organ harvesting Everybody, without don't, anesthesia. Don't make that into something it's not. You know that every Christmas party, <laughs> everywhere this time of year, everyone's uh-huh. getting together, drinking the eggnog, and talking about harvesting they're, human organs. And they're all talking about popping eyeballs sure. out of the sockets of three-year-old children sure yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's not christmas until somebody somebody's talking about that uh so we'd like to hear about your christmas party experiences whether good or bad unusual uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we also have 
an interesting take from a scientist on global warming. Calling out, actually calling out his fellow believers in global warming in a pretty strong way. A guy who actually walks the walk of the talk he talks. I'll tell you about that as well. Coming up, 888 Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Big night for Alabama last night as they, for the first time in 25 years, elected a Democrat to the U.S. Senate. Uh, surprising the White House and uh, perplexing them, I'm sure, ever so slightly. Now, after that surprising outcome of the presidential election back last year, uh, many, many Democrats, many progressives were calling for the end of the Electoral College. They kept saying, we, we've got to finally do something about that. It's old. It's outdated. It needs to go. The people, the popular vote needs to be the one that decides uh, the presidential race. Uh, so we have uh, Tara Ross, an attorney and author from right here in Texas, who's written two books, <clears throat> one for adults, one for children. The Indisputable, The Indispensable Electoral College, How the Founders' Plan Saves Our Country from Mob Rule, uh, Tara, welcome to The Blaze. Thanks for having me. Um, first of all, where in Texas are you from? I'm in Dallas. Dallas, okay. Huh. Yeah. How about that? I'm actually not from Dallas, but I live here now. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome. So, uh, I'm not from here either, but I got here as quickly as I, as I could. So, uh, well, I'm a Texan. Make no mistake about that. Yeah, but I grew that's up in great. Houston, so, yeah. um, so uh, why, why is the Electoral College important? First of all, why, how did it come to be and why has it been set up as the ultimate decider as to who the president will be? Well, you know, I think the Electoral College was set up for the same reason that we have pretty much every check and balance in our Constitution. The founders were students of history. They were students of human nature. They knew that they were creating a new government for people that are imperfect and flawed. And they knew that power corrupts. And they knew their history of, you know, old democracies and why those old democracies had failed. And so they... They said, you know, we've got this difficult problem. We need to create a self-governing society. We just fought this whole revolution over the concept that the people should be able to govern themselves. And mm-hmm. you know, they, they had no representation in Parliament. But how can you be self-governing and ensure that, that the, the tyranny of the majority will not take over and that minority groups, especially they thought the small states, will not just get tyrannized time and time again? So they created checks and balances. You know, we're used to a lot of them, presidential vetoes, supermajority requirements to amend the Constitution, our Senate with one state, one vote representation. The Electoral College is just one of these features that ensures that we can accomplish this impossible task of being self-governing, even as we are imperfect and flawed and likely to not do what's best for our next door neighbor. How does the Electoral College, though, protect the smaller states? Can you explain that? 
Well, you know, I think we actually got a really good demonstration of this in 2016. Um, Hillary Clinton did win the national popular vote, but mm-hmm. she did that in heavy reliance on two states, only two states, California and New York, where she got 20% of her vote, a full 20% of her vote from only two states in the, in the union. Without the Electoral College, of course, she would have had even more incentive to go to those really safe, friendly areas and build up her support as much as she could. So the Electoral College ensures that you cannot win with only a handful of states' support. Mm-hmm. You have to get broad-based support. You have to cross regions. You have to get different kinds of industries, different kinds of subcultures in this great country of ours to support you, or you're not going to be able to win the Electoral College. It's, it's interesting. The same thing that, yeah, go ahead. It's the same thing that happened in 1888, by the way, um, which is maybe we can look at that a little bit less emotionally <laughs> than 2016. In 1888, <laughs> yeah. Grover Cleveland won the national popular vote but lost the Electoral College. And the reason for that was because he relied too heavily on six southern states where he was getting landslide victories. Something like 70% of the people were voting for him. Now, I would argue Grover Cleveland should not win the Electoral College if he can only do it because he's got six southern states behind him. It's the same thing. Last year, she needed a broader base of support, and she would have won if she had done that. How do you how do you respond to people who say, well, okay, let's keep the Electoral College, but let's tweak it so that if you win the popular vote in that state, you automatically get all the electorals? Well, you know, this is what I'll say. I, I, I've actually written, I wrote a book in 20, 2004 about the Electoral College, and I, I was probably a little bit more open to some of these mild tweaks back then. Mm-hmm. The older I get, the more I see it in action the more I think, you know what, any time you mess with the founder's structure, you got to think long and hard because you could, yep. there's lots of unintended ramifications of that. And where I stand right now is just don't mess with a thing, you know? Yeah. And actually, if you think about it, there are good reasons why you might not want electors automatically allocated. What if a, a presidential candidate has um, a severe, you know, a massive stroke after the election day, but before the meetings of the electors? It might be a good thing. We are happy about it if the electors can think and use and, and use their brains and go vote for the vice presidential candidate instead of the person that's in a coma in a hospital. You know, mm-hmm. so I, th- there are times and places for this kind of thing, and so that's why I say, look, the further out I get, the more I look at it, the more I think. Just leave well enough alone. I think the main problem is that people don't understand it. So let's educate and let's learn about it and let's learn why all of these different features exist. So you would be opposed to any kind of tweaking. Um, how, how do you? What do you say when people tell you how outdated it is? It's, you know, 230 years old. Uh, it's, it's outgrown its usefulness. Uh, how do you respond to that? You know, it's interesting because um, you mentioned the Democrats have been upset about the Electoral College and they've mm-hmm. been advocating for its repeal. And if you, in fact, if you go on Twitter and type in Electoral College, you just get all of these people so upset. <laughs> and mm. I think it's so interesting because simultaneously we're looking at these headlines that, about corruption and you know, did power corrupt this person, and how did they abuse that power, and all of this stuff. The reasons for the Electoral College have not gone away. They, they created the Electoral College and all the checks and balances in the Constitution because people are corruptible. People are imperfect. People are flawed. Um, people think the Electoral College was created because it took the founders so long to get places. They were in horse and carriage. <laughs> or whatever, that's right. not the reason. The reason was purely because they had looked at human nature and they knew that they needed to protect 
um, government and protect the people from people who would abuse the power that they've been given. Yeah, so the, it's just interesting to me because the, the headlines today just prove over and over again, we still need these checks and balances so badly. No question about it. And, and the wisdom of the founders uh, is astounding. You know, after 241 years uh, of them establishing this nation, uh, virtually everything they did still applies today and, and is still important today. And if if we would have followed their roadmap and we'd get back to following that roadmap, we'd save the country. Uh, so it's it's pretty amazing the the dusty old document uh, argument that we continually hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also wrote a book um, about the Electoral College for kids. How, how did you yeah. ex- how do you explain it to kids? Because it's kind of a difficult concept. It was hard, you know. I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I had my, um, my daughter was in third grade at the time, and I would run stuff by her. And she actually has a little section in the book called, her name is Emma. So it's called Emma's Corner. And um, her job was to help me come up with examples that would kind of boil it down for, for today's middle schoolers, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I also just, I thought a lot about my language. And instead of using a word like tyrant, you know, I'd say something like bully, you know. And so, and, but I, I oh, it was hard. I, don't know I bet it was. was. And we spent time talking about you know drawing an analogy between how the king was a, a bully and how you maybe you might have a bully in the classroom and what that feels like. Or if you have a um, parliament that you can't get a vote, you know you don't get to vote in that parliament. And maybe it's the same thing as if you have a class vote on which book to read, but they say, oh, the blonde kids don't get to vote, <laughs> you know. So I mean, there's oh, lots great. of these kinds of analogies in the book, and, and yeah. it was pretty fun. Uh, Tara, well, I kind of like it. Tara, this is Keith. Um, I can attest that the children's book is, is is done very well. I read that to my kids last week, who uh, range range in age from uh, nine to fourteen. And I'm glad you pointed out the Emma's Corner because it gives the kids someone to identify with uh, in in modern times and right. their perspective. But the illustrations, everything is laid out great. I love you know the map, the electoral map, and I especially love the fact that you were able to incorporate quotes from the founding fathers that the kids could identify with as well so well done on the children's book as well really appreciate that thank you i wanted to create harder you know if you're in eighth grade and you're reading this there's sections that are just a little bit harder with the quotes so you can think about it a little bit more easier sections with the emma's corner so if you are in second or third grade or whatever and you're trying to understand these big concepts um, everybody likes Emma's Corner the best, can I say? <laughs> so I'm proud of my daughter. But the illustrations um, were actually done by a high school senior, oh, wow. which I think is unbelievable. She's, she's in college now, but she did a great job I, at that scroll. If you remember the scroll with the, um, I think it was the Declaration of Independence or something yeah. on it. If, yep. She did that in like an hour. I couldn't believe wow. it. It was, uh, it was That's unbelievable. Great. That's great. Well, a the, great job. The name of the books are The Indis- Indipen- Indispensable Electoral College, and the children's version is called We Elect a President. Thanks for doing this work because this this just isn't being taught to our children today. Oh, well, I'm so glad to do it, and thanks for having me. Thanks, Tara. Appreciate it. Uh, Tara Ross. You can visit uh, TaraRoss.com if you're interested in picking up these books. Tara, T-A-R-A, TaraRoss.com. Uh, really important stuff. Yeah. And people just don't understand the Electoral College. They think it's it's some kind of scam. Uh, some kind of dusty old thing that the founders did because they were rich white men and and they they wanted to control everything. I you know, it's it's just as relevant today as it was when they put it in the Constitution. And if you think these institutions like the Electoral College are just going to always be because they've always been, 
you're greatly mistaken, and you best teach your kids right now of why this stuff is so important, and these books go a long way to do that. Yeah. You're, you're just trying to take attention away from the fact that Hillary won the popular vote. <laughs> Look, just admit it. You're in the bag for Hillary. And that's what you say. That's what you hear. Mm-hmm. That's what you hear every time. Uh-huh. Uh, Hillary won the election by three million votes. Mm-hmm. She should be the president. Well, <laughs> no, because that's and not her system. And she will be if we impeach Trump, because she came in second. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yes. That's not how that works. Oh, yeah. I bet <laughs> you so, if you did a man on the street. It's a great explanation. And protecting the smaller states and allowing them <clears throat> to have an equal say with the larger states mm-hmm. is really important. And when you look at Hillary having won 20% of her votes from California and New York, you can kind of begin to understand why the Electoral College is important. You don't want two states deciding this battle. And founding fathers kind of knew what they were doing They, they really did. It's just, I mean, they were truly inspired. Uh-huh. Uh, Brad Staggs joins us. Oh, yeah. For something I, even more important. I, you know, I just, Constitution. I like to make sure that you're talking about something important and really thought-provoking and then come in and discuss mm-hmm. Dead skin cells and sweat and right. oil. Right, wax, and, which yeah. is really fun. Yeah, and yeah, technically it isn't really technically wax. It is oh. a mixture of oil and sweat and dead skin cells. Oh, you couldn't you couldn't actually dirt uh, sculpt people out of it like they do at uh, the wax museum? Well, I guess you could. You could. Okay. You really could. I don't know how many people you would draw to that particular uh <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think you're you're right. You'd be surprised how many people would end up going. Mm. Uh, which, by the way, another uh, fun fact, uh, if you can call it fun, back before waxed thread was invented, I'm just oh, going to leave no. it right oh, there. Oh, no. It's true. <laughs> it's oh, absolutely true. And you know what they say, this holiday season, friends mm. don't let friends have excess earwax. Because quite frankly, if I've heard that once. I've heard I know. It. I well, once. <laughs> it's once. yeah. It's yeah. it's the thing you do. It's you, you clean your ears at Christmas. That's what we always used to do in the Stags household. All the family would get together. We'd around the tree. Yeah, and oh, then yeah. just start. Yeah. Start with Grandpa and you know, Grandma, up your ears. and yep, get a big pile of it, and then just you know, it brings a tear to my the eye. thread. That is beautiful. After that, wow. you know, so the beautiful. fact of the matter is, nobody wants to think about it, Ooh. and that's why it's so important to think about it. Just once, you go to uh, usewaxrx.com. It's a sister uh, system designed by doctors, manufactured by the same company that makes a lot of equipment for doctors. And it ends up in the long run being less expensive, uh, even in the short run, than going to the doctor or getting one of those cheap kits at the drugstore that doesn't work. So do yourself a favor. Get healthy ears. Go to usewaxrx.com. Use promo code RADIO for free standard shipping. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Keith has a couple of stories he claims are going to hack me off. Yeah. We're trying to decide which one to do. Yeah. The one in your left hand or the one on your right. Now remember, they're both going to anger you. Which one do you want, left or right? Uh, which what, what are they about? Okay. So on the left, we, we now have um, a couple mm-hmm. of the details of the agreed-upon um, House and Senate tax bill, what the final vote's going to bring. Oh, uh, that President Trump is uh, praising mm-hmm. today. Yep. Uh, historic legislation is going to bring trillions into the country. Mm-hmm. 
Or the or, other thing is um, just a little something about uh, rock and roll. Oh, geez. Are the new nominations out for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They are. Let me see that. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. <laughs> Here we go. I, I guarantee you Foreigner is not among them. And they're not. That's a guarantee you can take to the bank. Wow. Mm. Um, oh, so, so these aren't. These aren't even just nominees. These are the inductees. These are the inductees. I didn't even know that the new class had been voted on. I didn't either. How did we not hear anything about this? I don't know. So Bon Jovi is going to be inducted into the 2018 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You've got to be kidding. Bon Jovi. No foreigner, but Bon Jovi is Uh, going in. You should probably stop reading then. The band will be inducted along with... Nina Simone? Wait, I... Is that like a jazz singer? Who is Nina Simone? She was, uh... Hang on. Uh, that's the one... Isn't that the one that, that Glenn played something of he really liked? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember this. When he was on a Nina Simone <clears throat> kick about isn't a year she, or two ago. She's not... Oh, yeah. like she's from Old France or something? 60s she's or something. 60s. No, she's American. Yeah. Is she jazz? Though? Yeah, no, nah, I don't remember. I mean, she's I just not remember rock and roll. Plays I the know piano that. or something. I don't know. Come on. Keep going. Okay, so <clears throat> Bon Jovi, Nina Simone. Soul. Soul. She sings soul. Whatever. The Cars, <clears throat> absolutely deserving. Dire Straits. <laughs> I mean, that's on the bubble for but you me. You get your money for nothing and your chicks for free, man. Uh huh. The Moody Blues. It's nobody nobody cares about the Moody Blues. Nobody was clamoring. Hey, when are the Moody Blues going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Not soon. And Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right? Who? When? It's Sister Rosetta Where? Tharp, man. Who is Sister Rosetta Tharp? I don't know. Uh, she'll I receive should. an award for early influence at the 33rd induction ceremony on April 14th. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is becoming more of a joke every single year. Nina Simone. I mean, nobody even knows who she is. Do they? I want to hear from people who know who (laughs) Nina Simone is. Put us in our place. Come on. Uh, And what do you think of this list? The cars. I I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Dire Straits. Okay. I'm mixed on that. Moody Blues, I don't think they belong in the Rock Hall of Fame. The Moody Blues, really? They've got uh, Nights in White Satin and Tuesday Afternoon, right? I think that's what they did. I I, I couldn't name you another Moody Blues song. I I really couldn't. Really? Uh, Hang on a second. I mean, that's that's just crazy. Oh, no, they don't do this one. Okay, never Moody Blues I used to love their greatest hits, but I don't remember the titles of the songs. You actually had a Moody Blues CD? I did, and I do. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it in 20 okay. years. From 1967, Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. Your Wildest Dreams. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Oh, I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. That's yeah. a pretty good song. Nights in White Satin, you I'm said. just a singer in a rock and roll band. Question. The Story in Your oh, Eyes. Story in Your Eyes That's is a, a great good song, one. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've forgotten some Moody Blues songs, but still, come on. Ride my seesaw. I know you're out there somewhere. Go now. Isn't life strange? Gemini dream. They finally get to nights in white satin. Uh, 
and those are probably the only I ones. God, I know you're out there somewhere. That's really good. I love that song. Um, so now that you're um, mm. sufficiently agitated, would you like to know a couple of the details from the House uh, and Senate? Uh, no, I'm still ruminating deal. over the uh, yeah the real news of the day, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> the real news. <clears throat> you know what? The, Forner, the, Forner's not even considered. They're, they're never. I don't think they've ever even been nominated. Yeah, well, I want to know when the Connells are going to get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the most underrated band of all time. Shout out to the Connells of Raleigh, North Carolina. What? Yeah, nobody knows who they are. Keith. Well, they should. So thank they're you underrated. Slack. Um, that's probably they're probably more likely to enter the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. than yeah, Foreigner because nobody's right. heard of them. Yeah, you know what? When you go and listen to seventy four seventy five by the Connells, uh-huh. you'll want them inducted immediately as well. I yeah. think Foreigner's actually penalized for being a popular band i think they're penalized for being a band people wanted to go see in concert and buy their cds they sold 80 to 100 million records uh their concerts were sold out everywhere they went in fact they still get sold out in many places and their lead singer isn't even with them anymore so it's just it's unconscionable there must be something political in this system Mm -hmm. and i remember when we talked to lou graham Maybe a couple of years ago on Glenn's show, uh, he said that somebody on the committee that decides this has something against him. Had a run in with one of them against, I think, the manager of Foreigner. Of Foreigner. It was either the manager some, or Mick Jones. Or the label. I, or, I can't. No, yeah, I can't remember. Something. But there was some problem, and so they're being kept out by some angry person for a, a reason other than music and influence. Just. It's it's not right. I wonder who includes, and it's not fair. Yeah, I wonder who up there has something against the Connells. Is what I've been wondering as long as you've been wondering about Foreigner. Yeah, again, nobody knows who the Connells are. No, no, they should. no, no nobody knows. Okay, well, uh, overall, the class of inductees also stands out for the lack of acts especially popular with the Generation X, uh, Pearl Jam, Tupac Shakur. Tupac doesn't belong in the Rock Hall of Fame. No, N.W.A. doesn't belong in the Rock Hall of Fame. Nirvana, maybe. Red Hot Chili Peppers, perhaps? Public Enemy. No, not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, The nominees, though, this year, uh, Depeche Mode and Judas Priest were all passed up. So was the Jay Giles Band, the Zombies, and LL Cool J, who, again, is not not a rock rock act. It would be interesting to uh, see what the criteria is for being nominated and for your induction into the Rock Hall of Fame. Because, you know, when you're putting people in there like Tupac Shakur, it's not about rock and roll. When you're putting people like uh, Nina Simone in, it's not about rock and roll, is it? Just not. 888 All right, so the tax plan, mm. what do we know about that? It too sucks. Um, let's see here. Uh... The uh, top individual tax rate is going to fall from 39.6%. It's going to plummet, in fact. This is this is world-changing. It's going to go down to 37%. We know that so far. We know that the corporate mm. tax rate is actually going to be down to 21%. So, um, that's, 21? That's helpful. Yeah, that is. That goes 35 to 21. Yep. That's a significant change, and that yes. will bring money into the country. Absolutely, it will. Um, let's see here. I don't have anything else just this moment, but, um, that's where we stand Everything right else now. is probably about the same. The 32% rate goes to 35. The 35 stays the same. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a, uh, a 24% rate. There's a 12% rate. There's a 10% rate. 
I, I've got a uh, I got hard hitting analysis from uh, Stu who uh, sent me this note. They couldn't even get it to thirty five percent the individual rate. Yeah, that's it's, they suck. It's despicable. <laughs> it's honestly despicable. Yeah, it is. And even so, even so, once again, all they're saying is a tax cut mostly for the wealthiest Americans. This is a tax cut for the rich. It's nothing of the kind. So easily defeatable if they cared. Nothing of the they can't. They can't argue their points. They can't argue their policies. They, they don't believe in them. They just they're they're so weak. I, I don't even. Uh, it's frustrating. It's it's just as frustrating as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. <laughs> Sound a little like uh, uh, Tom Brokaw there. The Rock and Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Rock and Roll wait, Hall wait. of Fame had problem with my problem with my L. Tom, there. where where is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Where? Wait, what state is it? Ohio. Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) Boy, that is a landmine for Tom. That's why Tom Brokaw never did a story on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Time now for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Fine. Keith, if people are clamoring for it, fine. I mean it. Mm, Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for you to reply. I'll just tell them that they can download and hear the podcast of Talking Walking Dead on theblaze.com on my channel. People want to know. I mean, you can get it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Chrome. Stitcher, you know, that's, that's talking, talking Walking, walking Dead, Dead. Yeah, the latest edition, the mid-season hosted, finale hosted podcast. Hosted by anybody we know? It's myself Strange, and uh, Brad Staggs and Jason and no, my son Max. Nobody, nobody was talking about well, it. That's what Keith was saying. Is no. it? Yeah, I was saying. I silently. Nobody yeah. was saying that. But people want to know. Okay. Uh, they're clamoring. They're clamoring. <laughs> but it's yeah. easy. Look, it's easy. if you don't want to go to SoundCloud <laughs> or iTunes or Google Chrome uh-huh. or Stitcher, you just mm-hmm. go to theblaze.com mm-hmm. slash channels. Oh, slash channels. And go to my channel. Okay. I like that. All right. So easy. You can you, you can also right listen there. to this uh, podcast the, of the show at any time, day or night. That you're at constantly your, tweeting out links to, by the way. At huh? your leisure. As people know. Of course. What do you have? <laughs> uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued a new warning against uh, consuming raw cookie dough as Christmas cookie season gets underway. Mm-hmm. Mind your own business. Thank you. I'll eat the damn cookie dough if I want to. Where are you looking at? There's Camera. No, nobody over there. Camera right there. Okay. Right. Sure they see me. <laughs> see, Jeffy's been doing uh, double, triple duty this week, okay. so he's starting to get uh, to that point of delirium I'm, where he's doing I'm, every show on the no network. There's no question. 
There's no question about that. And so that. that means Thursday and Friday this week going to be priceless. So everybody uh, knows the risk of consuming raw eggs. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to really, but tough. But now they're telling you you can't consume raw flour. Where? What's this world coming to? What? Really? Yeah. Uh, so the, the raw eggs aren't the only problem in cookie dough. It's the flour, too? The E. coli outbreak to contaminated flour resulted in a recall of 10 million pounds of flour. Wow. I didn't even hear about I that. I did not. Really? I think I've been eating uh, what company? disease. It doesn't say in the story. That would be helpful to know. Well, just look at it. Go to the FDA website it. and figure it out yourself. <laughs> you know the flour's good, first of all. Mm-hmm. You, you know. It's going to be baked. You're fine. Just, you know, if you think it's possible that your flour's been sitting around for a while, and you think, gee, you know, this might be a part of the recall, don't eat it raw. Uh, it's gold metal. Nobody Signi- buys that. It's only, signature, the, it's only signature, the biggest brand. Signature Kitchens flour and uh, gold metal Wondra flour. See? Nobody buys those. E. coli in that. Wow. 10 million pounds of flour. Wow. Hey, that's amazing. Okay, that's, that's I know. a problem. That is a little bit of a problem, but however, tough. Especially that made such little news. I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> I and, have not heard of and it. And we're coming up on baking. You know, this I mean, this this is the baking season after all. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, you know that, uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I just won't let people know. That. Be careful. Okay. I'm still eating it. I don't care. Uh, Roy Moore, mm-hmm. uh, while he didn't win Well, we don't Alabama, know. He hasn't conceded I yet. know. Thank <laughs> you. He didn't lose. He didn't lose. <laughs> he just hasn't won yet. There okay. you go. And you know Trump's tweet with the uh, blaming the write-in candidates. He's giving them an out, trying to you know so they can they'll be they'll be tallying those counts forever, mm-hmm. ever. But uh, Alyssa Milano last night uh, was uh, celebrating, and she uh, she tweeted out, uh, "Enjoy this night celebrating our at G Douglas Jones win. Dance like no one's watching. Tomorrow morning we wake up and fight again. Next up, hashtag Save Net Neutrality and hashtag Tax Scam Bill." Are you ready? What is this net neutrality thing? That is the weirdest uh, situation uh, that the de- that the Democrats and the left push uh, that I can possibly imagine. What are you? Aff- it's the the thing you're trying to prevent has never happened. It's <laughs> never happened. And if it did happen, let's say your internet service provider somehow slowed down or stopped your access to Netflix. What are you going to do? If they did that on a regular basis, I'm switching to a different provider. Wait, what? Yeah, let them do it. It's their company. It's their lines. It's their internet feed. It's it's their service. So if they want to do that, they can. But I can also switch to a different provider. Huh. It's just, it's unbelievable. It would almost be like, and it, like almost something like be called like the free, the free market. market. It would almost be would like almost that, be wouldn't like it? That. So, I mean, plus it wasn't happening, <laughs> but it could have such a scam. It could have and could be. And such she also a tweeted a thank you for restoring my faith in humanity, Alabama, and thank you for fighting for what's right. Ugh, can't stand her. Thank you for every volunteer who knocked on doors, made phone calls that worked tirelessly to make this happen. And my favorite thing that Alyssa Milano did last night mm-hmm. was post a wrap up video on her Periscope. And here it is, and it's tremendous. We needed this so bad. This is me in my pajamas, watching it come in with Allah, my best friend. You should have been at the party. You know where hubby is, he already left. 
Hey, your best party. friend. Come oh, on. we did it, we did it. It's a party here. The country needed this. Thank you, Alabama. Alabama, the people of Alabama made this happen. They said, we do not want this man representing this state. Right. This bad man, Roy Moore, we do not want him represent. And they, the Listen, women. Looking a little rough. And the no women makeup. of color, they got it out there and they voted and they made this happen. Thank Thank you, Alabama. We love you, Alabama. Can you believe it? Are you guys happy? How are you feeling? Not you, Allah. I'm so happy right now. Alabama, wait, you have wait, restored Pat. It's not over. my faith. By the way, wait, one more Politics and humanity. One more. Thank you, thank you. Uh, by the way. And by the way, Roy Moore is a really bad horseback rider. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. And if there's one person who knows what America needs, it's Alyssa Thank Milano. You. That's Thank who you. I go to for all my political advice. How is how does Alyssa Milano she feel been, about this? She's been very vocal the last few years. I know man. she's ridiculous, and that's what her deal is ridiculous. with the with the horse thing is too, right? Because for the a couple of years ago, and for the past few years, she's been for you know horse rides and mm. treat horses ride and all that kind of stuff. So that's what that is. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you, mm. <laughs> hubby already bailed though. I like that. It was just the best friend left with Alyssa. He's already out. I gotta go to bed. You guys do whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the past few months, sites like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook have cracked down on hate speech. We know that. Barred several high-profile conservative users. The alt-right made a declaration of technical independence from Silicon Valley. Hard-right activists vowed to create their own versions of the digital services, which all views are welcome, no matter how crude or how incendiary. More than a dozen alt tech companies have now emerged. One is called uh, Gab, kind of alt Twitter social network. Uh, one is called Wrong Think, which is kind of an alt Facebook. One is called PewTube. <laughs> one is called Vot. It's kind of like Reddit. Mm-hmm. One is called Infogalactic. Alt Wikipedia, and one has found uh, Goy Fund Me, kind of like Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. there is even Wasp Love, which uh, I mean you can guess what kind of dating site that is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh. all of these, uh, all of these, uh, <clears throat> all these sites are pretty much really struggling and not doing very well at all right now. You don't say because oh, uh, wow. no, I know. But uh, they spoke in this article to uh, who I found fascinating, uh, Cody Wilson a developer here in Texas who is behind another alt-tech service uh, called uh, Hatreon, which was a crowdfunding site, which started off gangbusters. Uh, and then one of the credit card companies said, we're not going to accept people uh, giving money to you anymore. So uh, Mr. Wilson, uh, who descri- doesn't describe himself as alt-right, said he has accepted that building a viable alt-tech business might be impossible given the practical restraints. I don't understand how any of them plan to be profitable. Now, if you remember, Mr. Wilson, uh, on this very network, uh, three to maybe four years ago now, Mm -hmm. not sure ago, he was uh, talking to uh, our own Mr. Beck. Yeah, he was. 
And he, he uttered these immortal words. Who, and, you know, in whose conception, under what paradigm, you know? I'm you just know. resisting. What am I resisting? I don't know. I don't the know. collectivization of manufacture, the institutionalization of the human, the human psyche. psyche. I'm not sure. I'm sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol of reversibility symbol. that can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Symbol of reversibility. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. What am I resisting? <laughs> institutionalization of the human psyche? I don't know. I don't know. The collectivization Maybe. of manufacture? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites of all time. That is fantastic. He'd learned some new words and he wanted to try them out. He did. And, you know, in whose conception? Under whose what conception? paradigm? What, what paradigm? You know, you I'm know? just resisting. What am I resisting? I don't, I don't know. know. The collectivization of manufacture. Yeah, that's the institutionalization of the human psyche. Insane. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol, symbol of, reversibility of reversibility that can never eradicate the gun never from the earth. Never eradicate the gun from the earth. That's what it is. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. That is, a, that is a great job of memorizing the word-a-day calendar. I'll tell you. That was yeah, impressive. Yeah, it is. Well, it's Cody Wilson. It's impressive. I mean, he's <laughs> thinker. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you know, a few months ago, I, I'm surprised that this doctor... Uh, Dr. Michelle Cretella uh, is still allowed to be called a doctor. Uh, you had her on, I think, uh, I don't know, three or four months ago. Uh, and she, again, this month, they printed a big article again where she is really pushing her uh, identity is not biological. It's physiological, psychological, and it has nothing to do with thinking and feeling. Thoughts and feelings are not biologically hardwired. And she is after the doctors for telling kids that they're trans. Wow, good. I mean, you talked to her about that uh, a little while ago, but her comments, you know, if I walk into a doctor's office today and say, hi, I'm Margaret Thatcher, my physician will say I'm delusional and give me an antipsychotic. Yet if instead, if I walked in and said, I'm a man, he would say, congratulations, you're transgender. Mm-hmm. If I say, Doc, I'm suicidal because I'm an amputee trapped in a normal body. Please <laughs> cut off my leg. I'll be diagnosed with body, body identity integrity disorder. But if I walk into that doctor's office and say, I'm a man, sign me up for a double mastectomy, my physician will. <laughs> See, if you want to cut off a leg or an arm, you're mentally ill. But if you want to cut off a healthy breast or penis, you're transgender. I mean, I'm surprised she still hasn't. I mean, how is that possible? That they're still letting her speak. Uh, it, she'll be shut down shortly. She will. I mean, it's been. She'll be silenced. Because you can't have that. I mean, to indoctrinate all children, this is wow. this is Dr. Cortella, to indoctrinate all children from preschool forward with the lie that they could be trapped in the wrong body disrupts the very foundation of a child's reality testing. I mean, <sighs> yeah. that's And that's what we believed wow. up until about two years ago. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it was a mental illness. It was something that you didn't celebrate. You didn't go with it. Uh, with them you, you you tried to help them yeah yeah but not when, now when supported in their biological sex through natural puberty the vast majority mm. of gender confused children get better wow yet we chemically castrate gender confused children with puberty blockers then we permanently sterilize many of them by adding cross-sex hormones which also put them at a risk for heart disease, strokes, diabetes, cancers, and even the very emotional problems with the gender experts claim to be treating. I mean, wow, this is amazing. If a girl insists she's a male, has been on testosterone daily for one year, she's cleared to get bilateral mastectomy at the age of 16. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics recently came out with a report that urges pediatricians to caution teenagers about getting tattoos because they are essentially 
permanent and can cause scarring. <laughs> the same AAP is 110% in support of the 16-year-old girl getting a double mastectomy, even without parental consent. Or a 16-year-old boy uh, having his um, you know, unit removed. Right. Which seems pretty permanent. <laughs> it sure does. Although we know that it's not. I mean, it's it really kind of. You know, it should be, but it's not. We had we talked to that one guy. Remember that uh, went yeah. back and forth yeah. uh, once or twice. I mean, really. I mean, I don't know what else to call it, but he yeah. went back and forth. Right? He mm-hmm. he was a man who struggled being he, with being. Thought he, he was, was a woman. Lived as a woman for I think seven years, and then he went. Back then he went to back to man. being a man, and, and yeah. went through all the process. And I mean, that's got to be. I mean, I've known one person who went through the process of becoming a man uh, from a female, mm. and that process was long and tedious. And a struggle yeah. uh, for them mentally and physically. I'm sure uh, it was really, really a struggle, and I can't. Uh, and uh, uh, fortunately, I think. I mean, I get the impression that this person is happy now and uh, finally happy in being a man. You know, but mm-hmm. phew, man, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I know that thing. that person still kind of you know. A, probably kind of dislikes me since i'm probably the only person on earth that still calls him by his current name oh how insensitive what kind of hater are you because i'm what just a terrible I, person I, I, a terrible person well i mean we hey, didn't need this right, segment right that's to, true to know i mean that, we've though. always known that yeah, but, like this is news to you but uh i mean i mean there's proof here's proof right there uh, I mean, <laughs> using the wrong pronoun for somebody you can go to jail for that in california I mean, well that's their name no i just use the wrong i mean it's not, you know the name don't try to backtrack yeah don't don't do it Hateful well, everybody SOB. heard what you did we all heard what you did <laughs> and of course uh you know look keith i know i already told you people clamoring about the be able to get the podcast I'm yeah where do they get that again but they just go to my channel what is place. your deal on this I mean, but why? i'm just saying i'm just saying you know i'm filling in for doc all week oh you said that already oh hmm. darn geez i just <laughs> all right <laughs> I got to tell you about Gotenna Mesh if I can get a word in here. Uh, they power the first 100% off-grid, off-grid, off-grid mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. I want these bad. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. I, I want these bad. And look how light they are. I know. They're so light. They're so convenient. They're so easy to use and have around. So, so then, if anything happens to cell towers or routers or satellites, you still can communicate long-range with people. You can send out texts and GPS locations without any of that infrastructure. These are fantastic. Just pair this device with your phone using the Gotenna app. Or you can leave it unpaired, too, in strategic locations. And then you can still relay communications from one device to another. Right now, when you go to Gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, and use the promo code PAT15, they'll give you 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. i got to do that now, because I need to get that, that so that I can communicate when my wife goes camping, because yeah. i got to let her know she's what to pick doing... up at the store when she comes back. Exactly. These are perfect for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. got to plan ahead. Uh, don't wait until you need it tell, uh, to go and act on this go to gotenna.com today say 15 percent with the promo code pat 15 that's gotenna.com pat gray only on the blaze radio network
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight. 933-93, another travesty at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. It's just, I mean, pathetic. Absolutely. 100%. Pathetic. Nina Simone? She doesn't deserve to go? No. Nina, Nina Simone? Who is Nina Simone? Who is that? She's, Maybe I'm just out of the loop on the Nina Simone goodness. Well, listen. Here's one of her songs. Right okay, so tell me now. You. Oh, that's almost such hard rock, I can't even... Listen to it. Yeah, get your lighters out. Right. I mean, she yeah. laid the groundwork for a lot of these rocks. Right? That's no. What does that mean? That's the point. Right? Okay. So Nina Simone is in. Foreigner is not. Dire Straits should be. Bon Jovi is in. Foreigner is not. The cars are in. Yeah, you knew they were going to go. That's uh, okay with cars. me. I like the cars. Yeah, but cars dire Straits in. needs to be. Dire there. Straits. Yeah, I can give you Mark that. Mark Doppler. I, I can give I, you that. I like Dire Straits a lot. What about the Moody Blues? I, I, oh, Pat. Mm-hmm. You know me and the Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. huge, right? Oh man. Oh, there's except except for Christmas and then and then springtime. And oh, then, you don't have the Moody Blues Christmas and then, and then summertime and then the, and fall. Then the fall. I've listened to Moody Blues all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's a band for all seasons. I've always said that. Right. I've always said (laughs) that. (laughs) Right. Which is why they deserve to be in the hall. Uh, Also, uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp, whose music (laughs) is, as you know, uh, incomparable. Because uh, I, I can't compare it to anything because I don't know what it is. I, honestly, I don't I, either. It's kind of disappointing. I should know that. I should Sister know that Rosetta is. Tharp. I've never heard of her. Do they? Do we have anything? Any well, excerpt look. or anything? Because I'd really like to. Well, hear. So I don't see. know. I bet you she's like Nina Simone. She probably laid the groundwork for a lot of these rockers. You and know, they probably stole a lot of her stuff. I mean, shared a lot of her stuff. You would <laughs> think Sister Rosetta Tharp is a uh, a, a sister, right? A nun. You would think. Is she a nun? And Why would she, you think that's... Well, because Sister Rosetta uh, Tharp. Right, no, like Grandpa. Sister, like black. Yeah. You know? Come on, Sister. Come on. Is that is that the context in which it's this is being used? It's gotta be. It's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Maybe. I doubt that. Here's, uh, here's Rosetta Tharp now. Oh, here we go. At a concert. And uh, let me see if I can find her what, actually we singing. Have, we have a live performance from Yeah, live Tharp? performance from Sister Rosetta Tharp. Wow. Here we go. Right. Name of the song is Train. Oh yeah. Train. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Oh man. Okay, train. I will say this. There are people who know who Sister Rosetta Tharp are. Because there's people at this live performance? Because 1.7 million people have viewed this. See? 1.7 million. And I bet you half of that came when the nomination from the Hall of Fame came. That could be, yeah. From people like me (laughs) looking to figure out who she is. Yes. (laughs) Who? But again, there's no no, foreigner in there. There's no... Uh, was it ELO? I think they were put in a, a year or two ago. They were on the list, I remember, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they actually made it, but they I Chicago they made did. it last year. Yeah, they deserve it, of course. Journey, I think, finally made it last yeah. year. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, you got the cars in. And you got Four the cars. If you have the cars, let's be honest. Yeah, ELO. Just for a second. It. Let's ELO. sit down and talk, talk square deal for just a second. Mm-hmm. You put the cars in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and Foreigner's not there, there's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. Come on now. 
They've got something against popular uh, bands. I don't get the foreigner hate. I don't either. But if you're putting the cars in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. and I like them. I, I got too. no problem with Rick Ocasek and his whole deal. Right. Me too. But you got putting them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're mm-hmm. going to be on the on in the hall for all time. And you don't have foreigner. There's a problem. A big one. I mean, and I'm not. A, I mean, I'm not a, a a foreign. I don't have a foreigner love affair like some mm-hmm. in the planet. Mm-hmm. But there's a problem if they're not in, and you've, you're putting the cars in. Get this. Come on now. In the United States, okay, you're talking about a band foreigner who sold over 80 million albums. The Cars have sold 23 million. Yeah. But the car now their argument will be that the Cars were more uh, instrumental, yeah, instrumental in the shaping of a culture. I'm not sure that's true. Uh, I don't know that that's actually true either to be honest with you. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. I, don't know that's, I mean it it sounds good. I like, again, it sounds good. I like them, and I think they're they're fine. Yeah, I know, be, I know. It, it sounds good, but I don't know that, that. that. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, I don't either. The travesty continues. It, there's no doubt the about that. It travesty. Is, it is a travesty. Con- continues. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You're going to talk about some of the celebrity deaths from the year that you oh, may no. or may not have heard about. Oh, no. Yeah, we lost him. We lost him. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Finishing up the year uh, before vacation. Friday really? is the last broadcast before I go on vacation. Not for oh. you, right? You're That's staying great. to do Doc's show. and You're I'm, doing well, this show. I'm doing Doc's show this right? week, but uh, Monday and Tuesday of doing next week, I'm doing this particular broadcast, yes. Okay, great. And then I'm going to and then you'll, a little you'll be on vacation. So how does it feel to cram a year's worth of work into just two weeks? I mean, because they're, they're finally catching up to you. on Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No problem. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, some of the celebrity deaths, and especially some of the musicians. It's uh, startling how many you know really big stars died this year. So we thought we'd uh, delve into it a little bit more and uh, talk about some of those people that uh, you might have missed. I mean, right, we had the biggest, of course, uh, recently was uh, probably David Cassidy. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy was bigger than the Beatles at one point in his career. And I'd say 70 to 72, he actually was a bigger draw than the Beatles were. He was huge. Oh, I believe that. Yes, absolutely. People forget. I mean, you know, he did the Partridge Family taping all week and then he'd go off every weekend and do concerts that were sold out like football stadiums at that time i would guess that uh at at that point when he was all over all of those teen magazines i mean you couldn't Mm -hmm. see a a magazine rack without his stupid face plastered all over it right um and uh the concerts and the tv show i mean he was probably bigger than elvis yeah, he. I mean, oh, let I alone the Beatles. I mean, that for I mean, a while was, he yeah, was. Yeah, mm-hmm. not obviously not for the you yeah. know the length of time, but for that crammed in period of Definitely. maybe five years or six years, huge, yeah. no question. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. So I mean, he, it was sorry to see him go. Yeah, it's really sad. He apparently 
uh, drank himself into a really bad liver and kidney and That's uh, too that bad. whole situation. And that, so, yeah, he yeah, passed that, away at I, 67. You know, you sad. It is. It really is. His daughter is on uh, the show The Arrow. You ever seen her? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Kate. I don't Katie. know. That, I don't know if I Katie realized Cassidy. that was his daughter. Yeah, that's his daughter. But I, I have seen that stupid show. I'm yeah. forced to watch it. Yeah, uh, from time to time. Uh huh. And th- they apparently had some good times, but went in and out of being estranged and not getting along. And but at the end, I guess she was right there at his side. So, oh yeah, kind of nice, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't just leave them by themselves like that. We lost Tom Petty. Tom Petty. I know. You know. Tom. You know. Was. <laughs> Obviously outspoken and uh, mm-hmm. you know, irritating uh, <laughs> to listen to. Irritating, yes. Mm-hmm. That man did more for a musical career without a you know voice, Whoa. a singing voice, Whoa. than anybody. Well, I don't know about that. Bob Dylan. Yeah, okay. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, you win. <laughs> There's a few of those guys. <laughs> I love Tom Petty so much. I, I, just, I did like Tom. I hate that. I liked a lot of Tom. Some of his stuff is okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I wasn't a big yeah, fan, but I, I didn't hate him. Yeah, his musically, you know, I uh, I really didn't. Uh, we sorry that we missed, uh, and we mentioned it here on this broadcast too. Was uh, Johnny Halliday, uh, the French Elvis? Uh, we lost him this year too. <laughs> At seventy, another another don't, foreigner don't tie laugh. in though, because Mick Jones, the founder of Foreigner, was the guitarist for Johnny Halliday before he put together Spooky Tooth and Foreigner. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting tie in. It is or we, not? We lost. <laughs> Depending, well, depending on your point of view. Yeah, we're going with it, man. That's All right, interesting. we'll go with it. It was, it was interesting. We lost, you know, we lost a little peep. <laughs> Ivan. Oh, a little peep. Yeah, we lost a little peep. Which that we, is sad because he was 21, it. right? Yeah. Was that drug overdose? Yeah. Ah, sad. I'd never heard of him until the day he died, but uh, I miss him now. I miss him. <laughs> we lost him. We and lost you listen him. to some of his work now and you think, man. Until they're gone, what right. you had. You don't, you don't know what you got till it's, it's gone. gone. Uh-huh. Right. Pay Paradise, put up a parking lot. <laughs> That's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. We lost uh, probably one of the, I mean, an actor, musician, <clears throat> talented man, uh, Harry Dean Stanton uh, this year. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, can you name a Harry Dean Stanton movie? Uh, Twin uh, Peaks. Uh, That's not a movie. Is Paris, a, Paris. I think it was called Paris, Texas. Big Love. I'm being told. Big love, oh, well, that he was so in that's, that. Again, that's, that's not a, a movie. TV show, right? <laughs> yeah, so it was show, Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was in a Christmas movie that I saw once where he played an angel, and he. I just remember him popping into the trees or something. It was. <laughs> I, I don't remember what the name of it was, but I, that's the only thing I know him from. And I think the movie. I think the movie that I remember him in was called Paris, Texas. Okay, it was called Paris or something that I really I remember watching thinking. That um, he was really weird, and I liked him. It's strange guy. Yeah, yeah, he was really weird, and he I liked him like for it. Seemed like a different kind of guy. Yes, who, who played different sort of roles. Yes, yeah, so that's what that's what I liked about him. Okay, and that's what made him so huge as a musician as well. He was actually in the Avengers in 2012. He has a security. Oh, there you guard, go. So that's pretty big. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know his IMDb page, but I'm sure it's probably pretty substantial. It's lengthy. Yeah, it probably is. He he did he had a lot of work. And, uh, you know, I mean, those, mm-hmm. and some of the shows were really big, right? So he did a lot of stuff that was not good, you know, and not good and not uh, successful popular yeah. wise. Uh, but there was also the TV shows that made him a lot of money. So he was able to do those uh, unpopular movies just because he wanted to do them. Right. Which right. was, you know, that's always good to be able to do that. As a, you know, as your art. You know how it is. Pat. I, I do. 
I do. Yeah. It was called One Magic Christmas, the one I've seen him in. One Magic Christmas. One Magic Christmas. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to see the angel part of the tree right now. It would be great. Uh-huh. It's so good. Uh-huh. But I, you know, those stupid Christmas movies have been playing in my house now for what seems like a year again, over and over again, because the uh-huh. TV in the living room is just, uh, that's that's like Netflix uh a house in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas has had the Hallmark Christmas Channel on for 82 hours in a row. And that's and your they house? shut it off for two hours and turn it back on. <laughs> Is it yes, the Hallmark Christmas yes, they're watching? Yeah, it's just on. Yes, yeah, it's just on. Really? Yeah. Just it just plays TV, continually. Let it go. Nonstop. Everybody can watch it. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Everybody mm-hmm. comes in. You go, oh, I haven't seen it. What is this one? You sit down. Watch a little bit of it. You know I mean? It's a, the, or you look and you go, oh, I've seen that one. 85 times mm-hmm. and uh I mean, it's just nice to have on uh jackie and i watched one last night on netflix just gave it a shot it was so bad <laughs> so called i my santa or something where this young guy is santa's actual son and he's looking for a mrs claus and so he moonlights as a santa at a mall oh yeah but he gains strength because He's now getting close to the girl he's going to eventually yeah, marry. But he's got to become, he's got to get gotta, married yes. before a certain time <laughs> yeah. or Christmas will fail. And that's what, yeah. what's his face? My wife loves him. He's in a, he's in a lot of the Christmas movies. Um, I can't think of his stupid name now. I, I didn't know anybody. Yes, you know who I he didn't is. Know but he, he gets stronger and, and he, and at the end, uh, <laughs> they, the, they leave. The, well, see, the woman and the son. Yes. The woman and the son. Yes. Have to go back to their own house. That's it. That's over. It's over. <laughs> and yep. the mom is like, well, what he is happy because she didn't want him to get together to begin with. She didn't like him. Yep. That's right. She didn't like him. That's right. And she wasn't good enough. And uh, then, then he's, it was over. Christmas was going to be done. There was yes. going to be no Christmas, no Santa, nothing. Right. And he, he, had he to, couldn't fulfill his role. He right. couldn't get married. Right. He blew it again. And he had to go back and make the. Uh, he had to go back and win her back over quickly, with a special. I didn't mean any of the. Well, he had to. Things. He had to do a miracle. He yes. To, he had to make yes. presents appear under her Fantastic. tree. That, Guys, I'm just so grateful that you saved me the trouble of having to go and watch this movie. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're you got to watch it. Nah, you're welcome. No. Not gonna. You have to. Nah, no. hey, he's a Scrooge. I'm he, busy he doing like. anything else. You know what he was on? He. It's the guy. His name is Matthew Lawrence. He was on Boy Meets World hmm. uh, when he was younger. Obviously, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so yeah, it would be miscast to have a man playing the role uh, yeah. of a boy. In yeah, what, Boy Meets World. Well, he wasn't the main star, but he right. was a friend of the main gotcha. star. Okay. And then in 2013, he did the movie My Santa, and uh, what a movie it is! And I'm looking forward to uh, when the Blaze airs uh, Christmas Twist uh, again this year. Oh yeah, come to think of it, we should do uh, that very soon because we uh, only have two days after this. I mean, one we've left. had. Uh, now I don't want to uh, say how good it was and <laughs> how uh, much uh, uh, critical acclaim it, it should have gotten, but it's nominated, been copied. Nominated for 78 Academy Awards. Yeah, it's been it has been copied already. Mm-hmm. By uh, other network television, and the Hallmark Channel has copied it directly. Right. What are they and that is good, by the way. The copy is not even close. Imitation right. is the highest form of flattery, unless right. they do it sucky, which they did. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> it's hard to be as quality as that movie was, though. You know. Well, who else did we hello. lose during uh, the Glenn Campbell. course of the year? Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell was That's sad. Right. Yeah, I know. Sad. I don't have him on my list here because I I, I lost a, a few pages. But Al Jarreau died this year too. It was very disappointing. I didn't know Al Jarreau died. I, I loved Al Jarreau. Yeah, I was a big fan of his. Huh. 
So, I mean, I met him a couple times. He was, I, I liked Al Jarreau a lot. It was very sad to see. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, that's sad. I know. Oof. I mean, that guy seemed Icon. like he was going to be around forever, right? Yeah. I mean, it was ne- he was never going to go. The guy was an icon. Yeah. And still big in France, by the way. I mean, not as big as the French Elvis, of course, Johnny Halliday. Of course. But, uh, but still. Still. Big. Yeah. Uh, Adam West, original Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, bro. Love you, gone. but gone. Uh, the best, uh, according to some, the best James Bond. Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Who, according to who? That's some. <laughs> Chris Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some. Pat, yeah. Uh-huh. Some. Okay. Chris Cornell from uh, Soundgarden. Yeah, that's I know. sad. It sure is. Sad. Um, uh, supposedly, he committed suicide, but his wife said, no, uh, that's, that's not the case. Uh, but I never heard okay. the end, the outcome of that. Did you hear okay, a follow no. up on that at all? Uh, no, no. I, I That's think been the case in a lot of stories this year. People don't believe it. Yeah, and and there's no reason we're not like you know the Las Vegas shooting. We still don't know what the deal is with that. What happened there? There was some news that broke about that uh, yesterday. The Las Vegas shooting that they talked about. Now that they're going to, it's going to go in front of a judge again on. In January, mm. for but what? There's still no. I mean, there's still no footage of the guy. Uh, I've got the story. I've got to find the story. If you do, you, I'll, I'll find the story. I know it, we're side yes. barring from but, the desk, yes. but I have the story that uh, I meant to talk about it earlier today, and I never did get to it. But there was some information about that because, my gosh, the Vegas shooting. There's something that I mean, 58 people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. Hundreds of people were injured, whether mm-hmm. from the shooter or shooters or just in the melee of the shooting hap going on. Yeah. And we know probably less now than we did when it happened. Yeah, because there's been conflicting information. We don't know what to believe. And that's when the dumb conspiracy things pop up. Right. You're just contributing to that, though, by not you know telling us what the deal actually was. Well, tell us what happened. Why did the guy do it? They've got to know know. by now. They have to know. And they have to know the time, the actual timeline. There's too many videos taken in Las Vegas. There's too much information they gathered. Come on now. Now, I have the link uh, from uh, the Review Journal that is is busy loading uh, now. Okay. So as soon as it finally, you know, loads. All right. In the meantime, (laughs) you can tell us who else we lost. From the internet. During uh, the course of 19 or 2017. Love to have that happen mm-hmm. really, really fast. Oh, you know what else? Oh, well, we could talk. Jake LaMotta. Uh, you know, Boxer Jake the, LaMotta. Yeah, the Raging Bull, big man. Mm-hmm. We lost him, too. Mm-hmm. But instead, you know, one of the things that we... He was like 95, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was really old. He hung on there for a long time. But one of the things, uh, before we go to break, I just wanted to... We're talking about people who are dying and have lost their lives this year. Mm-hmm. But earlier this past weekend, we said uh, happy birthday to a man who many people believe probably should have been dead already. Um, he's, <laughs> he's, he's 101, a Kirk Douglas. Oh, wow. And uh, we have Kirk's, they, they posted uh, Kirk's uh, picture, okay. and they had a birthday party for him with the whole family there, and Michael, and they were all there. And oh, now yeah, Kirk there he is. is uh, he's blowing out the candle. Uh, there's a there's a couple <laughs> pictures there. There's one picture that has a picture of uh, of Michael, Kirk, and Cameron because they were mad at Cameron because he didn't show up for the party. 
Oh. And because uh, he was home with the the woman who's having a baby. I don't know if they're married or not, but his okay. his woman is pregnant and about ready to have a baby, so he didn't want to come to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. I mean, you're having a baby, which is a lovely way of saying how much myself. you love somebody. Right. 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 So. Right. I mean, you know, she, she's a woman in love, and she loves what, what it's doing, doing to, to her. her. Huh. He's got to be there for that. Right? She's having his baby. <laughs> <laughs> Way to follow through on I that. I love that stupid song. You. You know, I haven't heard that song in so freaking long. Oh, it's long a classic. It's a, it's a Paul Anka classic. Who, by the way, is still alive, if I'm not mistaken. Is Paul, Paul Anka, Anka in the Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, probably. Ooh, he might be. He probably. probably Check. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Come on. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. It's confirmed. Uh, the man responsible <laughs> for this particular song. Having my baby. Nice little uh, live version. So good. This is the Tonight Show version? Yeah. You're the woman I love and I love what's going this, this man. <laughs> is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Congratulations. Foreigner is not. Unbelievable. It's just well, I mean, un- Paul is a legend. Unbelievable. I mean, right? I mean, it's Paul Anka. That is unbelievable. Right? Yeah, it's, yes, it's Paul Anka. <laughs> I mean, the having my baby guy. <laughs> I'm a woman in love and I love what it's doing to me. Really, does anybody, does any woman really love that? You're vomiting, you're in pain, you're lugging around an extra 10 pounds or so. Oh, you got that belly gosh, sticking out. It sound, no. It's 118 degrees outside in Dallas, Texas. It's humid. You feel like crap. Your legs hurt. <laughs> I love what it's doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly written by a man. That song, clearly. <laughs> I mean, some women do. I, uh, you know, there's things to love about it. Yes, there are. There, there are. absolutely. Yes, there, I mean, I, yes. I, no, never mind. We don't need to get into that. But there are things to love about. It. Yes, yes, there are. Uh, uh, were you not done with celebrity deaths? Are we are not still done with more? celebrity deaths. Wow. There are more deaths. All right. There are more deaths. But I want to. Uh, the Vegas uh, story did open oh, yeah. on my phone. Okay. <laughs> so what this is about is uh, the uh, media organizations are suing to get this stuff unsealed. Oh, because they've got all this many other police records. Inc- I mean, this story goes through all the stuff that's sealed mm. and about mm-hmm. the warrant documents and what they've what they've checked into. But many other police records, including additional warrant documents and nine one one recordings, remain sealed by the court. The Review Journal and several Why? other media organizations are suing for their release. Good. Okay, so the case was Good. the case was to be heard on December seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Nope, we can't do that on December 7th. Uh, no, what we're going to, you know, we, we, we can't do that. The original judge, uh, Jim Crockett, hey, we need, we're going to file a thing. We want him removed uh, from the bench. He does, we can't hear, have him on there anymore. Uh, so 
without cause. Yep, we'll get a new judge. So they gave it to a new judge, uh, District Judge uh, Alisa Kaddish, who on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, uh, oh oh my gosh, yesterday, uh, decided to hear the case. Come back and see me January 16th. So we've got at least until then, until they unseal all these documents. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. January 16th? It's a fascinating, yes. What is going on with that? I don't know. But this story goes through quite a bit of things that happened and what was sealed and what warrants were asked for. And, uh, I mean, they are given nothing up. That's, I mean, there's something wrong there. Uh, it sure seems that way. There's something wrong. It sure seems that way, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it, just, it does. Well, how could, uh, anyway. Anyway, we have to, at least we'll have until January 16th, and maybe some of the things will get unsealed and we'll be able to learn a little bit of something. I hope so. Uh, me too. Uh, we lost uh, Pat Denizio, uh, lead singer of the uh, Smithereens. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever, if you, what do you look at? Okay. I just, uh, you know. Was I a huge Smithereens well, you fan? Should have been. No, but uh, that's sad that he's gone. Okay, all right. I mean, mm-hmm. lost Jim Neighbors. Yeah, I know. Uh, golly, lost that Jim guy Neighbors. Mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. emphatic enough. For he me. sold a lot of albums. He sold a lot of albums. Had a TV show, but I found out after he died how he lived. Mm-hmm. All right, he and his significant other, husband or wife. I'm not life sure. life partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jim made a bunch of money and uh, had the cash, he bought these big uh, flower farms in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so he made a fortune selling flowers to all the hotels and all the resorts. Really? Uh, I mean, that's how he made his money. Oh, that's how wow. he lived. Wow. I mean, that's it's kind of cool. You aren't lying. How do you live in Hawaii? I don't know. Sell flowers to everybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, real nice. Uh, Della Reese uh, died. Yeah. So I see Mel Tillis. Oh, yeah. Mel Tillis, the stuttering... Uh, country guy. Stuttering country guy, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to remember a story. There was a story about Mel Tillis that was really fascinating. He was really a good guy. And he'd been through a lot. And uh, struggled a lot, worked on the railroad. And he kept coming back to singing. And people throughout his life kept saying, you know, give it up or whatever. And he was like, no, I... This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and it works. to find what I'm supposed to do. That's great. Yes, it did. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, Fats Domino. No, yeah. Fats Domino died. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Um, Malcolm Young from ACDC. Oh. One, you know, he was That's not fairly Angus. recent, right? Yes, that's not Angus. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Angus's brother. Yeah, Malcolm. I mean, there's yeah. a young brother. Who also that played was in ACDC, ACDC right? though. He was oh, like, yeah. Oh, he was huge. I mean, uh, uh, Malcolm was the, the brainchild. He was the man. I mean, he was he was the guy that came up, you know, brought them together and kept mm-hmm. everybody together. I mean, uh, Angus, I haven't heard an interview with him since the death, but I know that the, some of the written interviews were, I mean, he was, they were down, man. Hmm. They were really down. So I don't know if they'll try to get, get it back, back together. together again or not. Because, I mean, they did with Bond and were bigger than ever, right? But they're starting to get old now and the tours are starting to, you know, wear and tear on them now, so... Yeah, they, they replaced Bon Scott with somebody who sounded exactly like him. And well, they just kept I don't going. know about that. I mean, he was he was a screamer, though. I, I think mean, he I sounded just ACDC. like Bon Scott. I can't tell the difference between Bon Scott and Brian Johnson. Really? I can't tell the difference. Oh, I, yeah. Come on now. Uh, maybe if I heard Come him side by side, maybe. But uh, 
Bon Scott died. Didn't he die like the rock and roll death? Yes. Which is choking on your own vomit after yes. a night of partying. Yeah, they were out partying and he mm-hmm. passed out in the back of a car. Yeah. And, really uh, sad. Yeah. Same with John Bonham, several other rockers. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they were just he, taken off when he died. Yeah. It was right after their first album. Well, no. No, this was, was like their third or fourth album because it was, uh, they had high voltage and they had, uh, they, he died, uh, with highway to hell right after high, after highway to hell. Um, mm. but, uh, cause they had at least two albums and maybe three, uh, right. but they were just taking off a uh, yes. really big, uh, yeah. worldwide. No question. Yeah. No question. I mean, highway to hell was big through the roof yeah and then he died and then back in black came out and that that's was with brian what kicked them into the right atmosphere. that was post bond yeah. right yes, and was. everybody was like yes. everybody was like "Ooh, can they come back can they come back it, and it was yes fact, they can back in black was written about right bond scott right and they were back bigger than ever and took, yeah. i mean forever yeah right? i mean it was great and then brian had to stop for a while because he was going deaf that's right, and, and they were and they replaced him with somebody, yeah, and he was really pissed off about it, right? Because he, I don't know he's about, like, I don't wait know. a minute, well, you're you're just going to leave me in the dust like that? <laughs> I don't remember that. I, I don't remember who they replaced him with, but they I asked. Remember. I don't remember, but Brian somebody mad about it. Oh wow, yeah, that's right. I I don't I don't remember who it was, but there was a little problem there with ACDC. Uh, all right. Celebrity deaths? Do you have any more? Is well, that it? I mean, is we, that everybody? No, well, it's not everyone, but I mean, the I didn't I, I didn't mention the one that was most hurtful to the country and to the know. world and to me, and you know, a man that probably mm-hmm. meant more to no, please don't to do me it. than don't, anyone don't, don't, uh, oh, we lost this it. year. And it don't was, do it. What do you mean, don't do it? I've got to pay respects uh, to uh, one of my, I mean, lifelong heroes, the patron devil of your uh, lifestyle. Uh-huh. Uh, Hugh Hefner All right. uh, died in 91. I mean, I, if you laugh at the death of Hugh Hefner one more time. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at his death. I'm laughing at the fact that you, you know, you have him on a pedestal. You look up to him. He's your hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're despicable. Seriously despicable. By the way, they replaced uh, Brian Johnson when he was having those vocal problems. With Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he had the... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There was more... Oh, there's more to that, too. We're at the end. That's fine. All right. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. is here good safety tip for you right now all right because people are doing this and it's uh, a really bad idea don't mortgage your home to invest in bitcoin okay just a good safety tip you you don't have to listen to my investment advice which we should not but uh on this i Hmm. think it's a pretty safe bet that you should not mortgage your home betting on bitcoin uh People are actually doing this. number of investors are trying to cash in 
on the Bitcoin phenomenon, which is, I don't know, is it 17,000 now? Is uh, it somewhere in there? 16, 17? Hmm. Um, we've seen mortgage mortgages being taken out to buy Bitcoin. People do credit cards, equity lines, and more, said a uh, business insider investor uh, expert. The president of the securities firm added that he believes the risks outweigh the rewards tied to the popular cryptocurrency. It's not something a guy who's making 100000 a year who's got a mortgage and two kids in college ought to be invested in. Just be really careful. Because if you can, you know, invest what you can afford to lose in Bitcoin. I will say that uh, there's someone in the building. Fun little story for you. I was trying just this very morning. Just trying to get all of my Coinbase, that's the uh, app I use to purchase uh, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, Litecoin. I was just trying to gather up in one folder, one handy-dandy folder, all of my Coinbase-related emails. And so I did a little search in my email for that word, and I saw back from uh, 2014 someone in the building who had, a, had met with some officials um, that, that knew all about Bitcoin, and uh, this uh, individual that we know and love um, was convinced, yeah, Bitcoin, absolutely. And... Um, a high, uh, high up person that uh, everyone would respect said, uh, you know what? You really need to put about $10,000 in Bitcoin today. Just trust me. Please do this. This individual that we all know and love um, did not put $10,000 in Bitcoin. And I looked back at the day of that meeting, uh, that itinerary that came up. And um, the price of Bitcoin on that day was $434, which today would be worth almost $400,000 if they had put 10000 in just three years ago. I, t- I mean, so oh, good I don't know when to get in. I just know that I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And th- that's not the issue. The issue is what are you going to risk to get yeah. in? Oh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, don't, don't risk your home. That's stupid. Don't do it. Uh, 888-900-3393. Packer Gray Unleashed. Also, we were talking earlier about uh, our Christmas party and some of the weird things that happened, like uh, uh, discussing the harvesting of organs. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Without anesthesia yeah. at the party. Uh, you know, eyeballs being popped out of people's sockets and sold <laughs> on the market. So, um, you know, maybe you had a, a, an even more interesting Christmas party than, than we did. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Kim in Arizona. Kim, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hey, I had to tell you guys a story. <clears throat> My grandma got all messed up on... Um, Black Russians one Christmas, and she stuffed the turkey with the dish towel <laughs> with all my cousins, everybody, and, the, and their brother here. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how's that for a collusion, huh? Oh, man. So she was drunk, and she put a dish towel inside the turkey, and that's what you had for stuffing? That's what she stuffed the turkey with, was a dish towel. <laughs> Luckily, we had a ham to back it up, but she never drank after that. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. 888-900-3393. Also, speaking of Christmas, according to a new survey, 56% of Americans say the religious aspect of celebrating Christmas is less prominent now than it was in the past. 12% say it's emphasized more. 30% say it hasn't changed. Most Americans said they celebrate Christmas as a religious holiday, including 46% who said it's more of a religious holiday than a cultural one, and 9% who said they celebrate Christmas as both religious and cultural. 33% said they celebrate Christmas as more of a cultural holiday. 
Uh, 51% attend church service on Christmas. 45% said they don't. The vast majority of Americans said they do gather with friends and family. And a majority of Americans still believe the biblical story reflects events that actually took place. Well, yeah, if you believe in the Bible, I, I would hope you would believe that these events actually took place, right? I mean, if you're an atheist, of course you don't. But uh, wouldn't Christians pretty naturally believe that that actually happened? No, they Otherwise, can, why are you a Christian? Yeah, they can get on board with uh, Jesus was the son of God, but... Uh, I can't know. believe he was <laughs> born in a stable, though. That can't what? happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the amount of people, who, the percentage uh, who believe Jesus was born to a virgin... Uh, in, in 2014, it was 73%. Now it's 66. So it's gone down seven percentage points. Uh, the percentage that believe baby Jesus was laid in a manger. Wow. They don't even, some people have lost belief in the manger. 81% did it, uh, believed it in 2014. Three years later, 75%. Wise men guided by a star brought Jesus gifts. 75% used to believe now 68% do. An angel announced the birth of Jesus to shepherds. 74% used to believe that. Now it's 67. Wow. And the uh, amount of people who believe all of those things was 65% in 2014. It's 57% now. Down 8% in just three years. It's going the wrong way. Paul also found that a majority of Christians uh, display... A majority believes that Christian displays like the nativity scenes should be per- permitted on uh, government property. Uh, some people, many people don't believe they should be presented on government property, however. It's that faulty separation of church and state nonsense that people believe is in the Constitution, but it is not. Fewer now say Christian displays should be allowed on government property without representation from other religions. Uh, be allowed is, uh, let's see, 29% only if accompanied by other symbols like Hanukkah. 37% believe it's okay to, uh, to, uh, display on government property just by itself. But, uh, 34% believe it shouldn't be displayed at all. And that's, uh, up a lot from just three years ago. Half of Americans say a business's choice of seasonal greetings doesn't matter to them. 32% said stores should greet customers by saying Merry Christmas. 15% said Happy Holidays or Seasons Greetings. Does that bother you either way? Yeah, it does, actually. Um, I will say that it's it's one of those rare instances where the, the culture shift has... Um, it's held steady in that respect, the Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. That's really coming back. I think it is, yeah. And um, and I don't mind. Like, you just asked me, does that bother you, the Happy Holidays over Merry Christmas? It does, uh, because it's just, it's a cop-out. I would so much rather get a Happy Hanukkah from a greeter at a store 
than a happy holidays. So it, it, mm-hmm. just be specific. Just be holiday specific. Don't I don't want this generic. But they'll tell thing. you that I'm. I don't know what religion you are, so I don't know what specifically to say to you. Doesn't matter. If if we're in the middle of Hanukkah, it's the twelve days of Hanukkah or what have you. You know. Yeah, and I'm Christian. If somebody said Happy Hanukkah, I I, I wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't melt. I wouldn't melt down over that. You wouldn't spontaneously mm-hmm. combust right there. I wouldn't in the go store? back and get a gun and bring it back to the store and start shooting up. Wow, that is restraint. I would not do that. That is restraint. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. So, so uh, I just... I'm, I'm pretty calm that way. Yeah. You know? That's, that's A lot good. of people aren't, but I am. <laughs> I am. It's so easy to not be offended. <laughs> just choose to not be offended and you win. I know. What a concept. <laughs> what a, what an incredible concept. Redeen in California, welcome to the blaze. Hey. Hey. You know what? what? I'm so glad to tell you this because you'd understand. I have a Christmas party horror but it started a little bit before the Christmas party. So you ready? Mm-hmm. I was at a small market station, and we were having a listener appreciation Christmas party. It was my job to go gather the boxes from the various businesses. I did so at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, where, where I'm at, it's 38 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. So I pick it up. I'm going back to the van, and I hear, excuse me, miss from someone in the parking lot. I turn to look, and it's a car next to me who's opened their door, and the guy is naked from the waist down, shaking hands with his monster. Oh, no. Oh, wow. But but (laughs) I was always told, I also taught women self-defense, that those kind of predators want your shock, so my mom always said, never give it to them. So, thankfully, I went, ha! Do you write with that pencil, too? <laughs> I was walking off. Two, a full two to three seconds later, I hear, no. And so I get to the van. Now this guy is incensed, pulls in front of the van, and gets out of his car in the middle of the parking lot at 2 o'clock in a strip mall, 38 degrees, and is whittling his hips so the elephant trunk is swinging oh in the gosh. breeze. Um, <laughs> so wow. while I'm calling 911, I just let go of the brakes, keep driving towards him while I'm waving, hi, hi. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to retell that uh, that lovely story to the winner at the party, and everyone was amused. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a cross between Christmas party and the current sexual harassment thing all rolled into one. So, Which is such a big thing to me it's women come on we cannot claim to be strong independent women and not say stop it thank and if you they don't stop it that's mm. why god made krav maga made what krav maga, krav maga. it's uh it's the israeli defense forces oh, okay <laughs> thank you thanks Redeen. Mm-hmm. appreciate it i that's so true you know this for instance I was just talking about this with my wife this morning. Uh, this woman at the NFL Network who claims that almost everybody who worked there sexually harassed her. I mean, it, to, to listen to her story, it's nonstop sexual suggestions, propositions, uh, photos, videos. They were continually bombarding her with sex. And it never says how she responded to any of that. And I can't help but think, if you responded negatively to it, wouldn't it stop? Now, if you smile, if you laugh, if you play along, it's going to continue. 
and then others are going to pick it up too, which is apparently what happened. Um, but then at some point, you know, if you don't tell the guys that you you don't appreciate it, if that you don't, uh, you demand that they stop doing that in front of you, it, it's not going to stop, right? It, Especially with these guys, it only encourages them to continue. So. And never does never does she say, I told them to stop, or I told them I was offended, or I left the situation, or uh, she does say that she went to the network executive and he didn't do anything about it, and then she was fired shortly thereafter. But she never says how she responded to them as they're doing it. And yeah, women should be telling them no. 888-900-3393, more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, This weekend, 25,000 Earth, Sun, and planetary scientists from across the United States and abroad flew to New Orleans for the annual American Geophysical Union's fall meeting. Scientists uh, study the impact global warming is having on Earth. And this scientist who is writing this article says, "Unfortunately, unfortunately, Their air travel to and from the meeting will contribute to that warming by emitting around 30,000 tons of CO2. 30,000 tons to hold this meeting to talk about how we've got to change our ways because catastrophic global warming is killing the planet. And as he says, (laughs) it kind of hurts their credibility because people like us, people like me, don't believe you really believe that if you're willing to put that kind of pollutants into the atmosphere. There's just no way you're going to fly everywhere you go when you could do it on the internet, when you could do these conferencing, you could do it a million different ways. And you don't have to all 25,000 of you fly to a certain location to have a conference. You don't have to do that anymore. It's just not necessary. And you wouldn't do that, right? If you believe that you're contributing to the death of this planet. And and the author of this uh, apparently buys into that theory too. Um, he says that uh, he hasn't flown since 2012, nor has he wanted to. He decided uh, when he was flying around, he finally uh, added up all of the CO2 that he his trips were putting into the atmosphere and he decided it was too much so he he cut back on flying and uh gradually decreased until he completely eliminated it and now he hasn't flown in the last five years i mean that's there's a guy who at least believes what he's saying yeah i mean i I don't believe that the planet is on the brink of destruction here because of this issue okay he obviously does and he's doing something about it but we need to know the important aspect of this man's life it isn't if he takes a flight or not as we learned yesterday is he eating meat pat does the man still eat meat yeah he doesn't actually doesn't specify he doesn't specify yeah i that. bet he doesn't 
Yeah, he doesn't specify. specify. Hmm. Because that, of course, is the biggest contributor, right? That's what we keep hearing. It's a big one. You got to be a vegetarian if you're going to be a, a true global warmest. And you have to stay at home. And you have to stay at home. And you have to not have electricity. You have to yeah, live completely <laughs> off the grid. As yeah, you really no do. Like literally, you can't go anywhere. If you believe it, you have to live a pretty frugal lifestyle, <laughs> right? You have to have a small home because a big one takes a lot of energy. So you got you to gotta have a little tiny home. It should be powered by squirrels. Right. Uh, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to enlist the free labor of tiny little woodland creatures? I don't uh, think I'm so. I'm not saying I'm, you know, a big animal activist. Right. I'm just a global warmist. Right, but you can't uh you can't <laughs> even go back to caveman days. You have to go like before cavemen discovered fire because think of the pollution and the smoke that comes off a of fire. You've mm-hmm. got to live more um uh challenged, a more challenged existence than even the a more uh, simple existence. More simple existence than a caveman. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of interesting, though, that at least this guy is pointing out the hypocrisy here. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I wish they would come to the conclusion that all these steps they say they're taking, even by their own admission, aren't helping the problem. They're not changing anything. And yet this guy, even this guy says that uh, there are clear scientific indicators that we're on the brink of destruction. I don't know what those are. He doesn't specify them. Uh, because I, I don't see it. The fact is, if the Earth has warmed 0.9 degrees, which it, which it has in 100 years, that's actually good for the planet. It's actually good for growing food, which people <laughs> eat, and it keeps them alive. Uh, 888-900-3393. There's also uh, yet another uh, sexual harassment accusation and and really, uh, the guy pretty pretty much admits to what is being said about him. A celebrity chef from New York, Ken Friedman, owns a bunch of restaurants, has a bunch of employees. He owns a restaurant that's super popular and hip in New York called the Spotted Pig. Apparently, it's where everybody goes. If anybody who's anybody goes there celebrities and all the businessmen and all the rich people in New York, that's where they that's where they wind up. And yet this chef has been sexually harassing his female workers for years. But here again, they say they were they didn't know what to do, they didn't quit their jobs, they kept they kept working for him even though he continued to sexually harass them. Uh, one woman says, I, I was scared when he did what he did. I couldn't believe it. I'd worked for him for six years. Well, okay. Then you've seen his conduct the whole time. Uh, he apparently bragged about blacklisting people he wasn't happy with. But this is kind of interesting because he's got big investors like Jay-Z into his restaurant. Michael Stipe from REM. Um, so it's, it is a... It's a big restaurant with big celebrity backers. It has Michelin stars, which are very difficult to obtain. And he has 10 women now who say that he subjected them to unwanted sexual advances, groping them in public, demanding sex, or making text requests for nude pictures or group activities. 
Many others also said that working for him required tolerating daily kisses and touches, pulling all-night shifts at private parties that included public sex and nudity, and enduring catcalls and gropes from guests uh, who were his friends, including Mario Batali, who is another celebrity chef accused of sexual harassment, and he has admitted to it. Hmm. Is there anybody who hasn't done this that we've heard of? Is there anybody in any business who has been a good guy and uh, just runs a nice, clean business and treats his employees well? Is there anyone? (laughs) Crickets. I'm hearing crickets, man. starting to look like there's (laughs) nobody anywhere. We're going to reach that point of singularity (laughs) where there's more people that... Have been uh, accused uh, than have been. We're going to have to start naming the people who haven't. <laughs> to make it a shorter segment. <laughs> Jeez, God. it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I've never. Well, you accused me of sexual harassment just the other day yeah. by touching your arm. So oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't even play we this are off. not. Uh, yeah, don't turn this even into some. We bit. are not immune. Yeah, don't turn it into a bit, Pat. <laughs> this was a serious offense. You reached over and touched touched your arm. My fully clothed arm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, his response that he, uh, the New York Times called him on Monday for comment on this. And, uh, and of course, this guy's married um, into a former hostess at the Spotted Pig. He said, some incidents were not as described, but context and content are not today's discussion. I apologize <laughs> now for publicly... I apologize now publicly for my actions. But he found one that I guess apparently appreciated his advances because you said he, <laughs> yes. he married a woman from his business. And if you if you don't tell him, how are they? How is he supposed to know? You know, well, I, I don't appreciate that or stop doing that or that's inappropriate. Well, we've learned you know? how he's supposed to know. It's wait around until 2017 when everybody gets to know. <laughs> so far, that is. That's the only way you're going to know, yeah. right? Is to wait for 10 or 15, 20 years. He said his behavior can accurately accurately be described at times as abrasive, rude, and frankly wrong. <laughs> he said the women who work for at his restaurants are among the best in the business and putting any of them in humiliating situations is unjustifiable. Why'd you do it then? Why did you do it? If that's your belief... Stuff doesn't make sense. Hmm. Uh, so he's stepping away from his business. Mario Batali stepping away from his businesses. Uh, there's not going to be any restaurants operating anymore in New York. The holiday season continues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy a nice meal at McDonald's. That's all that's going to be left <laughs> in New York City. We'll see you tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.